0: Welcome back to Kingdom Cast. It's your host, Super Champ Chuck. We're back at it with another episode. And football is back in the preseason. Uh, Jesse Brown's Hall of Fame game currently going on. But don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share all your social media platforms. Uh, I'm going to introduce the panel here real quick as we bring back an old friend <laughs> of the show. Actually, a good friend of the show. I ain't going to say old friend. He's a great friend of the show, actually. So, my guy, Country's at the top middle of the screen. Duke, getting his Woody Page on uh, my guy <laughs> on the top right, my guy Boogie's on the bottom right, and our special guest from the Athletic, one of the top Chiefs beat writers, you will know, our guy Nate Taylor.
1: For the, the third Boogie time, the, the trifecta. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, we're, we're, we uh we are
2: back, man. It's it's crazy. Um, thank y'all for having me as always. Thanks for everybody watching and listening but no um we we made it y'all we when the first preseason game starts it's really like okay there's there's nothing now like we in the dog days of camp i don't know how much we're gonna learn when's the first preseason game when can we get this started so it was it was good to see that uh i guess zach wilson is is definitely QB two, but no, nah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice to be doing this from my house. Cause I know bright and early tomorrow, I got to drive back up to St. Joe. So
1: Nate, this will be fun. I got to ask you the most important question of the day. Okay. How was Barbie?
2: <laughs> oh man. What the hell! I knew, I knew we might do this either before the show or after the show. If, for background purposes, uh, for, for, for context, this is like maybe like a week and a half ago. I can't remember now, but.
1: It was a couple days ago.
2: Yeah, it was like maybe like a week ago. Um, You know, I, I'm i here at St. Joe. I'm going back and forth. Um, you know, the ladies get together. Uh, Holly, my wife, Amanda uh, Jeffries, who's married to my good buddy, Mike Jeffries. Uh, we all met in college at uh, Central Missouri, so the ladies decide, "Hey, we, we can get a we can get a joint babysitter on Wednesday night," which means you know we're gonna go see Barbie, and you you all need to sign up. <laughs> now, I did tell Country, I did tell them that I'd already seen Mission Impossible with my dad, uh, which, which is incredible, which is excellent. I actually yeah. felt I actually felt better about that ending of a uh, part one than. Spider-Man when I just looked at my son and I was just like, he's not thrilled. He's <laughs> he's not thrilled. He's not thrilled right now. Like, no, he's like, that's it? He's like, yeah, man, like, they <laughs> gotta make it up. They gotta make another movie, man. <laughs> man.
3: It won't be quickly,
2: but quickly. And it won't be, yeah. It's gonna be a year, dude. It's
3: gonna be four years before we see part two. It's gonna hurt me so much. <laughs> why are you doing? Why would you? DMAC,
1: don't, don't even say that, bro. Like, we yeah. gotta wait till 2026 hey. to see.
2: Hey, the <laughs> designers and developers are like, man, it, it was, <laughs> that was a
3: grind. I need some time off. Country gonna yeah, be making 60 million a year by the time we get part two, dog. <laughs>
1: spider- <laughs> hey, Spider-Man is amazing too. A, you yeah. took your
4: kids to see it, Boogie? You took your sons yet? No, nah, not to see Spider-Man, no. Oh
1: yeah,
4: man, Spider-Man man. is great, bro. It's, it's, it
2: is. It's, yeah, I mean spider man is my favorite superhero, so it's an easy sell for me. Oh, yeah. And yeah, they've done they've done great with the Miles Morales story. But yeah, I saw I saw Country uh up at the AMC on War Parkway. Trying to get my little date night on, little little double date action. Um, my quick <laughs> review of Barbie is it was it was it was better than I thought it was going to be, um, and it does you know it is it does pull at your heartstrings uh, for the ladies, the relationship that uh, women have with their mothers and what dolls represent. So like it was cool. There was a lot of funny parts in it. Um, you know, a lot I'd of never, cameos too. Yeah, a lot of cameos. Shout out to uh, Kate McKinnon every time she was on screen, I was, I was laughing. Uh, Will Ferrell's in it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a nice, it was a nice movie. And then we went back and, uh, just kind of hung out at, at, uh, Mike and Amanda's house. But that's the, that's the little break I got from, uh, from football was, was watching Barbie for two hours and however many
0: minutes. I, I know, I know, I know, um, during the grind, man, I know a relief away from football sometimes is, uh, is very important. So
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's just it's like, okay, you wanna watch your little bachelorette, that's fine. You wanna watch uh you know, you wanna watch your uh what's it called? And just like that, like the new Sex in the City show on like uh you know HBO Max. Like, hey, if you wanna do that, that's fine. But we gotta watch these eight hours of quarterback. So the, the, the tra- <laughs> <laughs> trade off's gonna happen. So like,
4: taking for the team. Sometimes. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's like, it's like, hey, uh, I know you're interested in Brittany. She's in it. So there you go. Like that's the song uh, for it. Yeah, you know, Kirk Cousins' wife is is uh, is in it. You know, they, they get the they get the uh, you know the wives in there. But um, but yeah, man, it's it's cool to go from like not thinking about football like around Fourth of July, and then you really are like. Okay, who's gonna make the team? Who's gonna like do well? Who do I want to do well? Who do I think you know is gonna have a bigger role this year? So, um, it's great, man. And people in St. Joe have been really nice so far. They've had big crowds. Um, I will say that like this might be the most people they've had leading up to like the first preseason game that I can remember. And this is my 60s in doing this. Um, so yeah, they've had large crowds. Um, there's only been one major injury from what I can tell so far, with obviously Kadarius Tony. So if they get through camp, um, then everybody can get super, super, super excited. Um, uh, yes, it 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 look, man. I knew for sure I don't have to answer my phone. I don't have to even look at this thing. Guys, he's I don't know when this man's coming. But I was <laughs> I was told like early August or somewhere somewhere before like the preseason game or whatever, which I think is august 13th is my memory yeah. that's correct uh, so when we saw Barbie that was like late July I was like this is fine oh, I'm
3: good <laughs> <me about> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Nothing,
2: nothing's going on uh you know and then you you try to not to like be annoying about it but you like check in every couple days and you're like anything new how you feeling are you are you happy and this is on both sides it's like this is um on, on both sides of the uh of the negotiation and yeah no one's like gotten angry yet but if he's not there by like the first preseason game then like Andy right. I, Andy yes, Reeves-
5: yeah. Andy yes. Reeves- yeah yes oh. yes it, it, yeah it's like
0: um, it's like you know that uh you know that Jeff would um you know um it's respecting my mind but you know that Jeff um God, when you just walk into the room, all of a sudden, everything's on fire, whatever. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. 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 The Do- yeah. The Donald Glover is like, I just got Yeah, Donald everybody. Glover. I was trying to get his name.
3: Like, <laughs> yeah. Donald Glover. Yeah. Man, so, <laughs> hey, which, which hey. happens first? Andy Reid is upset or, or Chris Jones' bank account starts hurting? <laughs> for the vibes. It's
2: probably, it's probably Andy Reid gets upset. Probably Andy Reid yeah. yeah. gets <laughs> Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, um, you know... A couple days into camp, we all started calculating, right? Because it's not just every practice. It's every day he's away from the team. So when you don't report, you're just giving the team 50K a day. I mean, which which is like like crazy. And again, I don't know why the Players Association agreed to this. Like, why? Like, who's – who's like, hey, they're not testing you for Wheatney board. That's great. But also – why is the franchise tag still exists? And why are you letting guys who have legitimate reason to like negotiate or want to like um hey like I don't want to come if I don't have my contract situation right, you know? And that's okay because like other people can get the reps, other people can get more practice time. Um but like you know I'm a starter. Why why do I have to get five fifty thousand dollars a day? Like that's just that's stupid. Um yeah. but no <laughs> Uh, PJ Green from Fox 4 looked this up yes uh earlier today. It was either today or yesterday. friend of the show?
1: Yes. Our cousin.
2: Yes. <laughs> and so I was I was like, P how much how much he how much he already in the hole? Uh and so we calculated and I was like, actually, scratch that. What if he misses the entire training camp from the moment they were supposed to report in like late July to like when camp ends in like August 17th, 18th? Um he will be fined one point four million dollars,
5: mm.
2: and it's like at mm. that point, it's like somebody from Missouri Western was like, "I don't think I'm gonna ever make that much money in my career." <laughs> I was
5: just
2: like, Man. "Is it that all of us?" Like, <laughs> yeah, really. And do they
4: have to? I know this sounds crazy, but do they have to pay that fine? Like, are are they really finding him every game?
2: They are, have yeah every, yeah yeah like now you can the I don't think I've talked about this, um, but like sometimes the agency will cover you for a certain portion of it because, of course, you're working, you know, they're working on your behalf to get a deal done. Right. It's like, hey, sit out for a minute. Let us take care of like half of it or whatever the percentage is. And then whenever the new deal does get done, perhaps some of that is taken into account um, in terms of the commission. Uh, Yes, yes. Uh yes I am a <laughs> shout, out, shout out to the state of Missouri. Um, I I don't think we ever beat Missouri West Missouri, uh, Missouri North, or Northwest when we
0: when we were there. Yeah, I know a couple uh, friends who played for uh the Mules and yeah dog it wasn't Hey fun.
2: Delaney Walker is our it's our guy. He is our he is our <laughs> statue. Delaney Walker, ladies and gentlemen. He the last he the last great one we had. Um, but now nah, like. So the agency is, or the agency, I should say, because Chris has a couple agents. You say, hey, look, man, um, it's going to hurt right now, but it's going to – if you actually want the deal that you want, it's going to eventually pay off in the end. So that's their position. But, yeah, you got to give that money back. Like, you – like, now you can say, hey, my client sat out. He's ready to play. He's ready to go. Do us a solid and, like, part of the signing bonus – is the fines um now i don't know if the chiefs will do that they really haven't been in this situation before especially since the new cba has kind of come into effect but even for like the crazy thing is and this is kind of off topic but the crazy thing is and i think chris knew this and we're seeing it play out in indianapolis because some people were like well why doesn't he like show up why doesn't he just show up and just chill um a Chris loves football too much, and I think if he was there, they would have sweet talked him into practicing. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it would have gotten this petty, but with Jonathan Taylor being like, "Hey, I'm here. I'm gonna be in the meetings. I'm gonna be with my teammates," and then the Colts are like, "Yeah, we still gonna find you." And mm. I mean, it's just like, yeah. So there's... what's the point, you know? Like, hey, I'm you know I'm trying to do my thing. I'm trying to protect my body. I'm trying to get ready for the season in my own way. Uh, I want you guys to like value me. I want you guys to give me what I feel like I deserve or at least meet me halfway. And the coach are like, ain't your back tightening up? And he's like, no, my back is fine. Nah, man, that back look, that back don't look right. Actually, what, did you get hurt from last season? Did your back tweak last season? Actually, we're going to find you because you're not, you're not practicing. And it's just like the CBA is, the CBA is really, um, in a lot of ways, it still slants a lot towards the team. So that's one reason why Chris isn't there. It's just he could get fine whether he's there or whether he's not, depending on what the team sort of – how they feel about the situation.
4: Hey, So, Nate, they said it's a massive number with Chris Jones. That's the last rumor we've heard. Are you hearing the same thing? It's a massive number?
2: Yeah, I mean, I reported this, I want to say, maybe a week and a half, uh, two weeks ago, but just that, hey, the Chiefs would be great. She should be thrilled if it was like, I don't know, 27, um, maybe even 28. Aaron Donald makes 31. And Chris, from my understanding, is is at 30. Like I want to be right next to him. Uh, I think the I think Chris understands that him getting more than Aaron Donald is likely not gonna happen. Um, Aaron Donald is a multiple-time defensive player of the year. Uh, he was the best player at the position. Chris's argument is I'm the best player at the position now from the interior, um, so I should be paid equal or close to um, you know, that $30 million benchmark. And the real issue is if you give him $30 million, does it give you as much cap space this season and next season that you want if you could say, why don't we get you in at 26? All right, maybe 27. Whatever the signing bonus is, whatever the guaranteed dollars is, that's sort of locked in. And then how much can we play with it to where you're definitely going to be on the team this season and next season. But is there an easier way for us to get out of the contract in year three? And the good thing about Chris's deal that he's on right now, which I think was like four years, 80 million with the chance of going to 85 based on incentives, was he was going to get to the third year. Because he was obviously really good. He was important to the team. He was still really young at the time. So unless he had a major injury, he was going to make three years of real money. And that's where we are right now. He's made three years of real money. Chris is going to be 30, though. So this time, it's like, can you guarantee me that you're going to get the same production, 30, 31, and 32, and we're going to get the same investment on the money we just gave you in the last contract? um that's the gamble you know he Chris could have a great year this season and start to decline next season or two years from now and so what the Chiefs have shown is hey Tyron Matthew in their eyes was starting to decline we signed a three-year contract you're a free agent we'll let the market tell you how valuable you are even though we know you intimately more than anybody else in the league based on what you've done over the last three years. And, and again, he didn't have a major injury. It's just the playing football at this high of a level, year after year after year, like you just, it's really hard to do. Um, so if you're the agent, I want three years guaranteed based on how the contract is structured. So if it's a four-year deal, it's really a three-year deal. Chiefs would like to say, hey, it's a four-year deal with the
1: chance of you getting to the third year.
2: But if it doesn't work out, we still have flexibility after the second season.
1: So if we were doing space, it'd be two and a possible. Yep.
2: Yep. <laughs> and you better be right. You, like <laughs> better be right. You better be right. So, That's the thing because if the agent tells you, hey, you're gonna be on the team, they're gonna work around you, they're gonna build everything in your in your powers. I don't know how Chris is going to feel if the if the agent says there's a chance for them to get out in year, in year three. Or they might do you in year three what they did to Frank Clark last year, where, hey, if you have a, a decline, we might have to restructure it so that you know and I know and everybody else know you're not going to be on the team after this season. And so I think Chris saw what happened to Frank to some degree, and is keeping that in the back of his mind. But he, he just wants to be paid uh, what he believes he deserves. And I've asked around to a lot of people, that guy's a $30 million player um, based on what he did last year and the fact that he's their, he's their best pass rusher. Like, there's just no way of getting around it. It, it. it doesn't matter anymore if you're on the edge or if you're on the interior. Aaron Donald kind of broke that. Um and Chris is just following that same path. So if, you're, if your best pass rusher is going to help you get to the Super Bowl, he probably is going to make $30 million. Um, Nick Bosa is not at the 49ers camp. And I could say that man is like a $33 million player. Like Nick Bosa is like quarterback money defensive player. And then we're not even going to get to Michael Parsons, who's even younger, who's even more terrifying. He a 35 million dollar player just waiting on his time. So if you give him 30 now, it might hurt the Chiefs, but there are going to be guys that are going to top him um in the next couple of years. Even if even someone like T.J. Watt, like T.J. Watt might get 32 from the from the Steelers cuz he's really good. Um and if you're really good, I think fans and us need to start realizing that like pass rushers are going to start making quarterback money. Real legitimate quarterback money because they're they're the only things that's stopping these great quarterbacks, whether it's Joe Burrow or obviously Mahomes. The only reason why he lost the Super Bowl in 50, 55 is because he, he was running that's for it. his life. So um so that that's where they are. But I know fans when I reported the 30 million, fans were like, Whoa, that seems that seems hot. And it's not. a a <laughs> lot of agents a lot of agents are like that's Like, he has a right to ask for that and to at least negotiate that. And if you want to watch the team without Chris Jones in week one, I mean, that's a possibility. But I know (laughs) watching – I already know watching training camp. Man, Chris – or, excuse me, uh, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, Joe Tooney, they are moving them boys. And they, they need Chris. Like, they really, really need him if they're trying to win another Super Bowl. Simple as that.
0: Think- um, um, I got. I got. Uh, to your point about Tyron Matthew, right? Yeah. Um, when the when the Chiefs was seeing that there was some decline in his game, you know, before he essentially went to the Saints, right? Um, yep. I think it's, I think it's different with Chris Jones because, like, I'm not a big analytics guy, but I did see this pop up on my timeline this morning. Um, it was showing like uh, wins at the replacement as a defensive <laughs> player, and Chris Jones for a while he was writing that. .35, .37, I mean, he was just like in the .30s somewhere. And then last year, he shot out to .57 wins above replacement. So I feel like we're getting Pete Chris Jones right now. I mean, I don't see any signs of decline. I mean, like you see in the film, you see in the games and all of yep. that. So I feel like you should just go ahead and try to get this done as soon as possible. That's how I see it.
2: <sighs> Guys, I again, I'd be worried if he wasn't there for the first preseason game. I would just, mm-hmm. I would just be like, this isn't. I would be like, this isn't smart on both sides. Like he's not, you're not trading him. Um, he's not going anywhere. He's gonna play this season. Sure. I don't I don't know why you would want to get it to where he feels disgruntled or Andy's like, you know, this is a distraction, or you know, he, he didn't get the he didn't get as much practice time as we thought. You know, if you sign him, he gets to come right to camp, get in that football shape, in that football rhythm. And he can be ready to go week one, you know. And I think that's something that like Chris's agents will probably be pounding on. It's just like, I'm sorry, I, I, are you trying to win on September 7th? My guy is training in Miami. He's ready. He just needs to be paid accordingly, right? And once mm-hmm. and once we have an agreement, he's going to be on the first flight to Kansas City. Then he's going to take his little drive up to St. Joe. He's going to galvanize the guys in the locker room. He's going to make a point that you know he is the leader now. He's going to play. You know, the same way he played last season, even though he's, you know, he's already shown on a big contract he can be a big time player. So that's not an issue. You know, Uh, everybody on the athletic and medical staff knows him. So it's not like they have to get used to his body. They know how to help him get ready for games and whatever the treatment plan might be for something. Um, So you don't want this to drag out past like August 15th um, because... After the first preseason game, I I believe the team really starts focusing on what the ones need to get ready for for Detroit. And then it's about the twos. How can we maximize the twos for the second preseason game? And, hey, who do we need to get one last look in the third preseason game before we make the cuts? But after that first preseason game, when guys are like, hey, we played, you know, we've we've, we've played a football game against, you know, another opponent for like a quarter, like – Pass ready start thinking about Detroit and, like, who's on their defense and how they're going to scheme against them and all that stuff. So it would help uh, for everybody to get in rhythm on defense if Chris is there too. Um, the, the second thing to your point, Charles, is I know Brett is smart about this, and I know Brett has felt like the Chiefs have a lot of leverage because of what they've shown in the draft, how they've managed their cap how they brought guys in every year that helps the team be successful. Um but Chris is a player they drafted. And everybody in that locker room wants him to get what they believe he deserves. So it's really tough for a general manager to say I got to get the approval from the coach and the owner. And then I have to figure out how to manage this so that the team can re-sign Creed Humphrey. Resign Nick Bolton because those are the two names that come up most when you talk about the future. Uh, given that they're both second-round picks who are obviously starters and really good at a at a young age, and how can I not alienate the locker room, but at the same time do what's best for the team? And so it's 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 a it's a struggle, um, but at some point, coach and general manager might have to come to Clark Hunt and say we need to get this guy in, and we're going to have to give a little bit. And the Chiefs haven't given a ton. You know, uh, the last person that they gave a real contract that was r- – r- r- where I felt real leverage was weaponized was Patrick's deal. Like, like, hey, how can we keep this dude on the team for at least the next decade? <laughs> and they were can like, you
1: believe in, um,
2: how can, can you we believe guarantee in- all this money? Well, as long as you're on the roster, every year it's just going to – it's gonna, it's balloon, guys. You're to push it off a
4: little bit. Push it <laughs> yeah, gonna yeah. Every if time you're on the roster,
2: it's on, it's on the books. It's just, you know, we, we got to spread run road. Yeah, got to spread it out. We got to spread yeah.
1: it out. You know. <laughs> <spread it> out. <laughs> hey, Meg, do you subscribe to the theory of? Um, it seemed like everything was going cool, and then Frank Clark went sign with Denver. Did that throw a wrench in the plans? Is that you subscribe to that theory? That that through like a wrench in the pants a little bit?
2: That's a great question because I haven't thought about it a ton. Um, I know that Chris was recruiting Frank at the White House. Thanks. Yeah. And and it was clear that, that Frank's like, hey, you know, it feels good to be a champion. Like I, like I did my job last year. I, I showed up in the postseason. Um, I think fans might forget he played 15 games last season, which was different from the previous couple mm-hmm. of years. Uh-huh. Uh, and so he's still a, a quality veteran. Uh, I do think it is – I do think Sean Payton is smart.
5: <laughs> and I
2: think Sean Payton's like, we're ready, man.
5: We're ready. We're ready. Come we're on. With ready. a little like, bit over there. <laughs> like, come on.
2: Like, we – like, I got to get the rivalry back. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I got to, like – you know, the, the funny thing about Denver, too, is they have such a young team that, like, we actually need you in the locker room. We need you – in the meetings. We need that, you know, that, that edge that you sort of give guys on game day. And I think Chris was like, they're going to do right. You know, they're going to do right. They want me. I want them. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be right. And then Frank was like, look, man, they're offering me like pretty good money and I want to see where it goes. And Sean Payton's no dummy. Like Sean Payton's a good coach. So I I know I'm going to be taken care of. I know we're going to, like, actually try to win in Denver. Um, And, yeah, I think it hurt Chris that, like, they didn't get another chance as repeat champions, or at least to try to repeat. Um, And I wrote about it in The Athletic. I I sort of – I remember telling Chris, I'm like, this might be it for you guys, you know, because I already knew last season he's not coming back. Like, unless something crazy happens – and, like, y'all win the Super Bowl. And then they won the Super Bowl. And it's like, <laughs> all right, well, maybe there's a chance. And, like, even, even Beach at the Combine was like, we having some talks. Like, it's possible, you know. Uh, of course, they had the whole Orlando Brown situation to get through first. Um, but he was like, if Chris, if Chris is cool with it and Frank is ready to go on a, on a one-year deal, we might we might make it work. Um but Frank is smart. And I do think the sense that, hey, man, I want to be ready to go by training camp. And if I'm going to join a new team, I need to be there from the start of camp all the way through. Like, he wants to do it the right way in that in that aspect. Like, hey, if I got to learn a whole new playbook, whole new coach staff, whole new teammates, like, I need to be there day one of training camp. And the Chiefs were like, look, man, we got to see what's going to happen with Quentin Williams in New York. All right, we, we just got the Jeffrey Simmons deal in, in Tennessee. So the timing was never right for both sides, and I do think it hurt Chris because Chris knows that um, that Frank is important not only to his to his success, but that the moment they made the trade, those those guys hit it off really quick, and um, they've won together. They've proven it to one another, and it's gonna be it's gonna be weird, I think, for both of them when the Chiefs play the Broncos this season. I think it's gonna be weird. On both sides, and they'll hug it out after the game. But that whole week leading up to it, where you're just like, I can't tell my guy what we gonna do, and
5: damn, <laughs> like, yeah, it be rough.
2: I just, I just want to see, I just want to hear what Sean thinks of our team and how the meetings are going, like all that stuff. Like, you kind of have to like set it aside. But um, but yeah, I think, I think it hurt Chris that it was pretty much known that that was Frank's last season, and then you know, whenever the reality. When the, when reality becomes the outcome, you're just like, dang, and it's just like, yeah, man, like yeah, that's, my that's that's the way it works. And they drafted Felix already, like,
1: yeah.
2: You know, I mean, they they, probably they
1: thought that Super Bowl was going to save them another year.
2: Yeah, you like, hey, they got Charles Aminahew.
3: Like, they signed mm-hmm. him in free agency, like. Carlotas in the second year, we got that, yeah. and then yeah. I think, and then Frank disclosed it uh, the night before the Super Bowl.
0: He was talking to like all the guys in the, yes. uh, the line roll saying that this possible, is it. It's the last time we suit up on the field together. Yeah, you know, let's end it the right way. So, yeah.
2: yep, and that and that's why he cried in such like a. I mean, like that was like sports movie S type cry where it's just like, yeah, man. He's he ready everywhere. He's got the yes. shirt
3: over his face and he's just taking it all in. And he's
2: yeah. Yeah, he's feeling every part of it. And yeah. And man. they let
3: him have that moment too. Nobody was bothering. They let him have that moment.
2: Yeah. Yep. And uh yeah, he didn't he didn't want to the cool thing was like sometimes you, you, you know, as reporters you're like, all right, next season. What about next season? You want to come back? You know, I know you I know they're about to release you. You want to be you want to be back <laughs> and he's like nah just right now right now just, want to just
3: enjoy this just yeah.
2: let me be right now and it's like i'm sorry man that's like kind of the job <laughs> like but congratulations but also where are you trying to go next season
3: i'ma <laughs> i'm gonna I'm ask you this question because it's a little bit of the the team side you said that you checked in a little bit on them um and you mentioned obviously nick bold and creed Humphrey, two young guys that are going to be looking for extensions coming up here overall from a, a philosophical standpoint with, obviously, we know the pivoting off of Tyreek Hill made sense for the way that the offense is, is constructed. We know Patrick Mahomes. We know Travis Kelsey is fairly locked in for the next three years. Chris Jones in his place. You mentioned, obviously, the two in a possible. Does Is the team flexible enough from that, You know their cash budget standpoint, the way that they're constructing the cap? Do they see this as a window with Travis Kelsey in this roster and signing Chris Jones as a pillar of that defense? Um, for these next three years, because it, it seems like that makes sense to me as they continue uh, to add money to this. And Yannick and Gagri, he probably got a bag from the Bears because they have a bunch of money to spend. What is 10, it? 10.5. 10. Yep, they got it. Got they needed to get to the yeah. salary floor, so I knew they were just going to throw a bunch of money at him at some point. Yeah. Perfect sense. <laughs> so That's it, a lot of yeah. How many years? Just one year? Just one year. Just okay. um, yeah, Ooh, one year. Maybe a pass rushing edge, it, makes, it it. made all the sense. It makes
1: sense. Yeah. It makes sense.
3: Yeah, I think I think D-Mac noticed that when I was like. Yeah, you looked at your card. I was like. <laughs> yeah, I <don't> <laughs> no, no, no.
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
5: Hey. hey,
2: Ryan Pose is like, I can't do it another year like this. <laughs> you to start winning. That's not <laughs> I can't do it a year like this, um, but no, it's it's a great point, D because who is their best player on defense?
3: Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Gonna, go they, who's,
2: who's gonna be their best player on defense next season? Chris
3: Jones, if he signs. <laughs> Hopefully, I,
2: we, we hope. <laughs> right. I, I mean, it's tough, man. You can say, well. You know, George Carl if he has a great second season, then he'll keep, you know, sort of rising. Uh, I love Trent McDuffie because his skill set is is really good. Um, in terms of just how much he can be a like a Swiss Army knife in the defense from the cornerback position, which is a player they really haven't had um since I've covered the team under Spags. Um trying to think, I if there's a way. For them to get to the point where, and I think we can't just, we can't not forget this too. Chris Jones has tweeted publicly that this man only wants to play for one team in his entire career. And Mm -hmm. I find it fascinating that fans are like, well, why isn't he here? Why hasn't he signed? (laughs) And I I always like to try to say, yeah, I always like to try to say like, um, Hey, man, if you enjoy your job, that's a great thing. But also, yes, get, get what you, get know what you word. can. Yeah, get, get what you word. can.
3: And he's um, worth $30 million. He is. He, he is. Like you said, all the top pass rushers coming up, they're going to get it.
2: They're going to get that. And so it's like, I mean, if Yannick got Godwin's getting 10.5, my sense, goodness. Yes. <laughs> my goodness. The, the Colts got to be like, what? Oh. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, like I, I get the sense I get the sense Brett and Andy know how important he is. That that even that removes Steve Spagnolo and Joe Cullen, the defensive line coach. Like they all know how valuable he is, but it kind of comes down to ownership. And like this is the thing that like we just don't talk about a lot. is like I, okay, asked, I, I I asked Clark Hunt on one of the first days of camp, hey man. There's, and this blows my mind because uh, I know my guy, Matt Derrick, is like, you know, when the NFL puts out his top 100 list, like, the Chiefs are going to have three people in the top 10. Yeah. Like, that's nuts between Mahomes, Kelsey, and Jones.
5: Right. Like,
2: they are, they are truly a superstar trio. And they're also three of the 10 best players in the league last season. Like, that's just voted by the players. All of them are all pros. Like, we all get it none of them dudes are the highest paid player at their position. Uh-huh. And this is a philosophy that I believe Clark Hunt has started to adapt. And he didn't – He, you know, I asked the question, hey, no one on the team is making the highest money at their position, even though y'all just won the Super Bowl. So already y'all managing the cap cool. brilliantly. Yeah, you've won two Super Bowls in the last four years – and at least as of right now, no one's making, like, top-of-the-line money at their position. And, of course, I asked that question because I know Tyree Hill wanted to be the highest-paid receiver. Uh-huh. And they said, that is not in our budget. That's not how we – that might be good for this season. It's not going to be good for two and three seasons from now. Right. Um, and the owner has to come to a decision of, like, here's how much money I'm willing to pay. You know, and it's up to the general manager and the coach to to make that work. Uh, I'm not saying Clark Hunt is cheap. I'm just saying that he's starting to set a precedent. If your name is not Patrick Mahomes. I have not demonstrated to you that I will give you top of the line, top of the market money or close to it. And so Chris is bumping up against yeah. that.
1: Yeah. And Nate, the- how many people on that
2: list? is it just pat mahomes it's it's right now it's just pat mahomes there's only one player on this team where i feel like they have made that distinction and i uh, and understandably so pat is the most talented quarterback perhaps in the history of football he's the most talented passer in the league right now obviously he's the reigning super bowl and league mvp um, yeah. he is he is the seventh highest ranked quarterback right now uh or he not no now he's the eighth because of the herbert deal burrows going to get his money and then there might be one more. Can't, um, Trevor Lawrence will will succeed him. Yeah. For, yes. And so yeah. Yeah. when uh, when they when they agreed to the deal in twenty twenty, the the word I had heard was like twenty twenty six is probably when we're gonna have to like snip it up and redo it. That's when the cap hit goes way up, so- way up. And of course, Clark Hunt knows that because he's a he was part of the finance committee amongst the owners along with Roger Goodell in the union. Uh, Clark Hunt knows everything about the TV broadcasting deals. Uh, he was very um, open for Amazon. Like we're gonna, we, we're gonna, like Amazon wants to be here. Great. Um, you know,
3: <laughs> you want to put us week two to open up Amazon? Let's go. Let's go. Like he's we like perfect, do it, baby. <laughs> perfect. I don't. I don't
2: know. I might be giving away something here, which is fine. But I want you all to look at this godforsaken schedule they about to play. <laughs> Y'all don't understand. They're going to play in every time zone available per the yeah. league schedule. It is it is mind blowing that they're going to start the season on Thursday night, have a second Thursday night game against the Broncos. They're uh-huh. going to play on Christmas Day because
5: uh-huh.
2: they're the Chiefs. Uh, uh-huh. They're going to play plenty of primetime games, whether it's Monday night, Sunday night. New and, New they're gonna go to, and they're going
1: they go to got two noon games. Two, two, two,
3: and they gonna it, it <laughs> go to Germany. Is it going to Germany? Is it New Year's Eve as well versus Cincinnati?
2: Like this schedule is like I don't think there's ever been a schedule like this in the team's history of the modern NFL era. So the crazy thing they might play on Easter too. I mean, why not? Right? I mean,
1: <laughs> it, it, we are playing on New, New Year's Eve. Well, on uh, Valentine's Day, might as well
2: throw it in there too. Like this. <laughs> This schedule is nuts. And so Clark understands how the money's going to go. And they might have to restructure the contract in 2025, especially if Pat leads the team to a Super Bowl either this year or next year um, because it, it'll become just too untenable. It's like, hey, man, he can't be the 10th high paid quarterback leading them to, like, the third Super Bowl <laughs> in, like, <laughs> five or six years or whatever. Um, so it might be 2025. So everything between now and 2025 is about how do we save as much as possible, and then when when Mahomes' deal gets restructured, how can we manage it as the cap sort of explodes as they hope? Then we can be in a position to where we can be even more aggressive with free agents and trades and all that other stuff. But yeah, they're in a they're in a tight window because I think Kelsey has maybe one to two years left at this at this caliber. Um, I think I think the reason why Kelsey punched those two guys is because I'm tired.
1: I'm stop just, hitting me in my I'm home. tired. It's, it's hot. not hot.
2: It it's it's hot. hot. <laughs> guys, I'm 33. You, guys, hey, hey, DiCaprio Poodle, do you want to win this season? Stop. Like, just stop hitting me.
3: We got eight 25-year-old wide receivers over there. Just go hit one of them, please. Yes, yes, please. Like, I'm sorry. I'm...
2: I'm 33, guys.
3: I need. am 33. Yeah, I keep trying to that am 33. i 36. Yes. Yeah, I'm 36. Like, You're <laughs> like when, he, when
2: he when he threw the basketball to the wall, I lost it. <laughs> I, I lost
3: it. I have to go the phone too. Oh, oh man, I love RDC. Yeah, that's class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah
2: hey, so the Hey,
1: man.
2: they said they said James Harden going to the Nets. James, what? <laughs> what? And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> so. So
4: Kelsey,
2: Kelsey's going to be an all pro this year probably if he stays healthy, but then again he'll be 35-37 at some point it's going to have to like, you, you can't be great forever, we all know this um, but yeah Chris is going to be that guy in his 30s who's going to be like the most experienced player on the defense the, arguably the best player for the next one to two to three years
1: and the locker room leader as well yeah
2: Yeah, and and look, um, Clark just might say, look, I only want to budget for 28. Like, my hard hard line is 28, and we'll play chicken as long as you want. I don't know if that's going to happen. I can't report that as fact, but I'm just saying all of these little details along the way I've told you, uh, it's not like the Chiefs are giving out boatloads of money because they got all these draft picks for all these young guys on rookie contracts to help support a big contract for a quarterback, a pretty nice contract for tight end, a really good contract for defensive tackle. And now he wants more money or he, you know, he's elevated himself to earn more money. Um, And so he might just say, look, at no point when Clark answered my question, did he say no or yes? He was just like, we take it on a case by case standpoint, and you know, I got mean, real political. I like handle everything. My man's off, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we love Chris, and we will welcome him when he comes back. And I was like, mm,
5: okay.
2: I'm like, that's a, that that is that is an accurate <laughs> answer. You will welcome him when he comes back. You do mm-hmm. love Chris Jones. Everybody knows that. And also, I didn't say no, but I also didn't say sure. We'll pay him thirty million.
1: Okay, so is there it is is there, is there, is there a capable of 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 a Pat Mahomes of the defense? I know we recognize him as that, but yeah. in Clark Hunt's mind, is there a Pat Mahomes of the defense? Who gives you the a, best? A guy, I can't let this guy out of all the guy I can't let this guy go.
2: So to your point, country, if if you're Brett Veach, you have to make it clear to Clark Hunt, and I think Andy supports you in this, and so does Steve Spagnuolo. And I will give, you know, Clark is one of the most respected owners in the league. So he does listen. You know, he's not on his Jim Irsay. Like, he's not. Right, right. He's not doing the Jim Irsay. He's not
1: Jerry
0: Jones at all. Exactly. Irsay's trying to be Jerry Jones.
1: He's not, like,
2: Clark Hunt is not trying to be Jerry Jones. Uh, But I think (laughs) if if you're Brett Veach, you say, who gives us our biggest mismatch on defense? I mean, he's First destroying time. He's destroying guards, guards and tackles, or guards and centers. They have to double team him all the time. Or when the game's on the line in the AFC Championship game, he actually tells Carlos Dunlap, like, switch sides with me. Like, switch sides with me. I want him.
3: I want that right tackle, that back want, right
2: tackle. Yeah,
1: I want him. I want him. <laughs> and Carlos delivers. And delivers. You, you and tell,
2: yes. And you can tell Carlos is like, oh, that's a third down. It's a money down. This is what I do.
1: I've been like, game. Yeah, I've been ready for this moment. Like, please, no. I can open <laughs> another the restaurant with this sack, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, Carlos is like, I'm
2: a competitor too. Uh, you know, what, all right, what's my assignment?
1: All right,
5: cool. Uh,
2: and then Chris gets the sack, and you know the Bengals never touch the ball. Like that is their biggest mismatch. So you know, whenever the defense does something great, or even the defensive coordinator has the right play. Pat is still the best mismatch because he can scramble, he can extend plays, he can throw the ball over your head. Um, uh, He can run for a first down, you know, on a bum ankle, you know? I mean, so if you explain it to him in that terms, I'm pretty sure Clark understands it, but yeah, at some point when you write that check, like, those guaranteed dollars, you have to give that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know they're going to make a ton of money in Germany, but I also know the team was not thrilled that they didn't play in Germany last year because they would have reaped the benefits of that a year early from a
1: business standpoint. So, um, would it be, would it have, would it have been Brady too? Last year, if they would have played, it would have been uh Chiefs and Bucks.
2: It, I don't think so because the Bucks are like um, the Bucks are also tied to the Germany market, whatever. So, like right. the teams like on it, right? Yeah, like a few teams are like designated to each country. So, like the Jags are clearly London's part, part of London's team. The Cardinals and the 49ers and the Chargers to a degree can have games in Mexico City, uh, depending on how the schedule looks out. And, like, I think the Buccaneers, the Chiefs, and maybe the Patriots. I'd have to think, i have to look this up. But, like, there's a couple teams that have like Germany ties. And so the Buccaneers got the benefit last year because they had Tom Brady um and they weren't sure if he was going to obviously be on the team or how his career was going to end so it was an easy marketing strategy for the league to say like hey you can come watch Tom Brady um and play the you know play the Seahawks so this year they've obviously promoted the Chiefs and that was sort of the the plan it also helps too that like uh one year you have 9 home games cuz cuz the league is stupid and they have 17 games and it should be an even stupid number um uh, sport is silly uh, again, another reason, another issue with the collective bargaining agreement. Hey, we're going to give you a 17th game, but the roster spots don't increase, and right. you get a little bit more money, but not a lot of money. Right, it's not much. It and, like, we're going to go to 18 games anyway. Exactly. So, like, why don't we Coming just – yeah. yeah, why don't we just – Anyway, so if you have nine home games one year, you have to have nine road games the next season. So the Chiefs, I believe, are giving up their ninth – home game this, this year. season. Yep. Um, so, so you also have to uh, think about that too in the equation.
3: I know, I know Chuck wants to, I'm sure transition to a different subject, but I was going to say really quickly for Chris Jones, I, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a little bit of a compromise here where they give a little bit here, get the 30 APY, maybe the guarantees that they feel a little bit more comfortable with. And then they try to, in this two year window, add another ring, maybe add another two rings if they get ahead of themselves. And then in that third year, because they can't necessarily like cut them, they do the, all right, let's get these assets back for Chris Jones at this point, sell them mm. at a high level, and now we get to replenish the roster, move into the next phase, give these young guys their extensions, and now we can move on.
2: You might you might be on to something. You might be on to something. I mean, it's a possibility for sure. Um, I also think, too, Chris probably has to realize – Hey, you could either be a thirty million dollar player with less guaranteed money, or you could be a twenty seven million dollar player with more guaranteed money. money. Yeah. But you, but to get both,
3: it's too difficult
2: here. That's that's asking a lot because then we don't have then we don't have the way we don't have the ability to structure the contract the way we want to manipulate the salary cap the way we want.
1: Right.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hey,
1: Chris what, that's Jones, man. <laughs> All right, let's 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 move on to the other the other hot guy.
0: Right. Uh let's, mm. right.
3: let's get to him.
0: Let's get to him.
3: Uh, let, let me hear some of those famous Nate Taylor uh sounds. Okay, <laughs>
0: Nate, Nate,
1: okay, Nate. Let me ask you a question. Yes. If Tony does not get hurt, is he getting these same type of looks? The same reps?
2: Nope. Nope. Uh God. Perhaps did Justin Ross a favor because the only way the only way he would have had to show this is if he came out the gates really really well in training camp, and I'm not saying he didn't. Like he's had a he's had a really impressive camp, but guys, they know Kadarius Tony is the number one receiver, so him and Pat would have been just going and going and going. Um, with it, with Kadarius Tony healthy he would have had to, like, really connect with Blank Gabbert and have, like, some legit moments in the preseason. But because he's working with Pat now, the coaching staff can see it. Like, they they can start to imagine ways of using him, even if it's for, like, three plays against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Week 2. But the fact is, we see it. The talent is there. He can create sort of mismatches (laughs) for us. And, yeah, I I just – Pat knows it now. I think Pat had a lot of faith in Justin Ross, had a lot of belief based on what he did in college, but now that he's healthy, now that they're, now that they're practicing every day, Pat's just like, yeah, we we got to find a way to keep him on the roster. And now all Justin Ross has to do is, is just get through the preseason healthy, you know, make a play or two, don't put too much on tape because once that happens, then we absolutely can't cut you from the chief standpoint. Um, right. They're going to have to they're probably going to have to keep seven receivers, which is wild. Um, but it's it's doable. Um, so without Kadarius Tony having his knee flare up on him, uh, Justin Ross would not have had this good of a camp in my eyes because he just wouldn't have had as many reps with Mahomes. Can,
1: I, can I, you I, please, I, can you like briefly, I'm sorry, Chuck, I'm sorry. Can you briefly explain why Tony can't be put on the pup list?
2: Because he was on the practice field for the first Full team practice. This man participated, which is crazy because he
1: (laughs) actually
2: because technically this man didn't participate. Now you can argue on the technicality. Now he did watch the practice with a show, you know, with the helmet, with the jersey. He was on the practice field but he didn't take a single rep cuz he was like oh no i've i uh oh no like oh no like my knee is that's not that don't feel good um but that's the rule once you make one practice in training camp can't be on the pup list it's crazy
1: and and if he's on the IR is he done for the season or is it like no, before he can't go on the IR oh, until we on one? games
2: yeah so you would carry him through the initial 53 then you um, would put him on IR and I think if my memory's correct, because they sort of changed this during the COVID season, I think short term IR is three weeks. So, the yeah, early yeah I was could,
0: like three or four. Yeah, so, week early, four?
2: Yeah, the earliest he could come back and see the week four or week five, I'd have to uh, go through it myself again. Um, and so, when I was on 610, a couple, like whenever the injury happened, I said, hey, the only thing that matters is October. Like, get to October, like, get to Halloween and just tell me if he's healthy. And that's all that matters for the Chiefs. Like, because he's already going to have to go on IR. There's no need to rush him. He really matters in, like, the games against the Bengals in November or the Eagles or whatever. Like, like he only he matters more in those games for playoff seeding and then obviously getting ready for the postseason. Um, but, yeah, I think people kind of took that out of context. And maybe I didn't communicate it as well as I wanted to, but, like, Once you put that guy on IR, he's done for basically October because he's got to get back in football shape. He's got to get back to going through practice. I tell people all the time, Andy does not take people off of IR and just play them the next week. Like, that rarely happens. So October's cooked, guys. Like, you really need to start focusing on post-Halloween, how does he look a few weeks getting back into the rhythm with the rest of the guys.
3: And that is a dumb rule. Nate, you communicated, you communicated it perfectly. By the way, I, we understood what you were doing. And <laughs> look, if he's, if he's done till October, that's perfectly fine with me. Make sure yeah. he's looking for the stretch run. And, right. And, and look, and look,
2: they said, "Man, this really sucks." And, and Andy said it after one of the practices. Like, it's better that this actually happened now because if it happens in the middle of the season, we have to change the entire offense. Because it's happening now, we get Rasheed Rice more reps. We get Justin Ross more reps. And Pat tells us, what is what do you like out of him? What routes do you want to see him run tomorrow or two days from now? Or when we do whatever route pattern, do you actually want those guys to switch so that you can just get a feel for what that guy does against certain defenses or certain coverages? So it you just have to use the injury, unfortunately, the best you can to your advantage. And the Chiefs have, you know, uh, in their eyes, they feel like, this is the best outcome you can have once a guy goes down because the rookie receiver looks way better than Sky Moore did last season at this point. And Justin Ross is a is a really nice option from a slot standpoint in the red zone and from a just go run nine routes on the outside. Like, you know, when we know it's going to be man on man coverage and the safety's going to have trouble getting over there because Pat has one of the strongest arms in the league. Nate, I seen earlier
4: one. a tweet saying something about uh the Chiefs when they look at Justin Ross, it, it kind of reminds them of Josh Gordon. What you think about that?
2: Man, Josh Gordon in 2013 was like a super human. I mean, I don't I don't know if it'll ever get to like I don't know if it'll ever get to that. No, Josh he,
4: Gordon with the Chiefs. No, <laughs> no, no, he's no, out, man.
2: Nah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, look.
1: What happened to that tweet?
4: <laughs> no, I'm saying how we was, we had the hopes we had for.
1: Uh, oh, okay, the, the, the potential. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, so got got was I got, he got you. I got.
4: Older when we get when he got here though, man. just completely yeah. no, different.
1: No, he bro. talking about so the, the potential of what he could have been. Yeah. All yeah. that. Okay. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I understand what you're I, saying now. I, I mean, yeah. He could have never, said Kelvin Benjamin though,
2: I was gonna say never forget in no. 2018, they were like, Hey Kelvin, <laughs> come run some routes. No. And then and then and then it was like
3: <laughs> oh my god, what a throwback.
2: I mean, the that's that's how crazy the league moves, man. It goes at such a fast speed. We're like, man, Kelvin Benjamin was nice two years ago, and now yeah, you just you just and I mean, I this guy, I and, then be, and then you're like, this guy's going the MVP, right? I mean, he's got forty-something
0: touchdowns, and <laughs> mm. yeah, man, Kelvin, man. After his grandma passed away, I mean, that's when uh, he couldn't shake shake back right, and that mm. affected on the rest of his career.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, and the, a lot of these guys are. I mean, these guys are real, you know, human beings. They obviously have a lot of emotions. Um, I'll, you know, yeah, man, it's just tough. It's just, it's just tough, but no, I think, I think, I think Ross could be Ross could be something the way people felt. I mean, I saw it every day. So I had a little bit of a different vantage point than most fans, which is, which is fine. But I, I, I truly believed in my heart that Jody Fortson was a, was a legitimate NFL player. And then when you saw it, these last two seasons and these spurts, you're just like, man, like, Like, that is, like, that's something. And I kind of have the same feeling. I'm not as fervent on Jody Fortson levels yet. uh, Because, I mean, like, it was funny. I was sitting next to Nick Jacobs yesterday when I was writing about Justin Ross. And I was like, you know what? Let me get on the YouTube. Let me me see what these highlights were in 2018. Oh, my
1: God.
2: It's like, you him and Trevor Lawrence were absolutely awesome, and it's just you just see the highlights and you're like, my He's god! He's
3: Julio Jones at Clemson. It's just like, oh my god! Oh my god! And like
2: <laughs> DB, I mean, yes. like, dude, well, it's just, in college, yes. Like <laughs> that that fresh, like doing that as a freshman, freshman to Alabama was nasty. I mean, just so like I went back, I, I watched all these highlights. I'm like. This is not helping my story. I just want to go back and look at him, but I'm just like, my goodness, man. So, I I know he's a talented player. It was it was fun for Jody Fortune because he was a Division two player. He was changing positions. It looked like it wasn't going to work out. And I, in my mind, I was like, that dude's an NFL player. He just he just needs to make the roster. Um, and so once you make the roster, the cool and and Justin Ross said this yesterday. The cool thing about making the roster is. Andy's going to use you, and so there's no issue for Justin Ross. I'm like, man, I made the team, and all of a sudden it's like week four, and I don't really see where my role is, or I don't really see like how I'm gonna get on the field and have success. So like the coaches will for have forgotten about me because I'm the sixth receiver. Like Andy's like, hey, don't you worry, we'll 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 figure something out. Like we'll use anybody and everybody. So for Ross, the motivation for him is really easy, and the talent is clearly there. It's just Hey, can you stay healthy? Because, you know, uh, I've never played football with a previous neck condition or a broken foot. And he's he's come back from both of those things and looked like really, really good for never, for I've never played an NFL game before.
0: Let me ask, so you, Nate. This, Nate. Let me ask you this. Oh, okay. Nate. Um, so, like, the hype of Justin Ross, I mean, you see, you saw the tweets from T. Higgins, his college teammate, yep. giving him the stamp of approval. You saw Michael Parsons do the same thing, even though stamp of approval. Now, if he does have a great preseason, right? Because that's what I want to see. I want to see how he looks in preseason now. I want to see mm-hmm. if he can make plays in a real live action game. Now, if he does have a great preseason and all that, I mean, where do you see him landing on the wide receiver depth chart at the end of the day? Because, I mean, it's looking like MVS is locked. Sky is locked in this spot. Yep. Justin Watson, it looked like he's locked in his spot on the team, wherever it is. So, I mean, yep. where do you see him landing?
2: Um, I just want to paint a picture what if it's the first preseason game against the Saints? And I believe he's still on the roster because I asked somebody this a couple of days ago. But what if it's Justin Ross and Dan Sorensen in a one-on-one in the second quarter?
1: Oh, Nate, stop oh. it, man. <laughs> i have having an ethereal experience experience. Oh. Look, I, look, I got to paint a picture. What if Justin <laughs> Ross
2: is running a deep over route and Dan Sorensen is in the picture? Or Nate. perhaps not in the picture.
1: I don't know. The Tyron Matthew going to be doing that like this. Sure, you going to see you going to oh. see a picture of Tyron Matthew like this. <laughs> no, <laughs> shout
5: oh. out to the
3: Badger. We going to revisit that all over again. Dan so, Thornton, is, is going to have his face mask in the dirt, just like what uh, happened. When did this six four man <laughs> just glide by me with the ball? Yes. Oh,
1: yeah. So shout out to Chester, Dirty Dan, man. To answer,
2: <laughs> to answer your question, Chuck. I think he would be like wide receiver five. In my opinion, um, with Kadarius Tony on IR, right? So right. Kadarius Tony has Sorry. been put on IR, and I think Justin Ross could be the fifth receiver that dresses on game day because um, if he does well in the preseason on special teams, then obviously Dave Toe can trust him as a gunner or as somebody on kickoff coverage because um, he usually he he usually uses receivers on on coverage versus like return unless you're actually the returner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, as a fifth receiver, you can kind of go in for a few plays. You could give somebody a spell or, hey, we have this specific package for, like, red zone or short yardage or whatever. Um, because I think Justin Watson will be the will kind of be the tweener. Like, some games he might be up, some games he might be down. Um, because, again, they already know what Justin Watson can do. Like, Justin Watson is a quality NFL receiver. But if we want to build the confidence of Justin yeah. Ross, you might want to start him early and give him the whole season to sort of develop because he has a better chance of being on the roster next year than Justin Watson does in my opinion. Um, But that's where like the, the numbers get a little bit tricky. I think Sky Moore and Richie James are your slot receivers. Uh, MVS is your guy stretching the field out wide. Justin Watson can be the extra perimeter receiver as well, or the additional one. Um, and then Sky can kind of float back and forth whether they want to go to thirteen personnel or twelve personnel. So it's um I, I that would be my like. Hey, if he plays well in the preseason and he's not a can I curse on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's not a he's not a <laughs> if if he plays well in the preseason and he's not a fuck up on special teams, <laughs> then let's let's dress him for the for opening night, okay? Um, <laughs> and tell and you tell and you tell Justin Watson like we love you obviously if something happens we'll we're definitely going to need you at some point in the season but like hey man this this kid worked from the end of last you know from the beginning of last season all the way for now let's let's give him his nfl moment you know uh we're going to play i'm sorry i that's why i asked
1: i rarely do you're it you are good you good,
2: good i rarely do it you're but good, like man I, i'm not going to go like by the way, a quick, quick side note: If Dave Merritt, if you watch the press conferences with Dave Merritt, the secondary coach, he'll say, "You know those MES, those mental errors." And I'm like, "I know what you're saying, Coach. He, he, he's
5: not <laughs> mentally
2: fucked up. You, you're doing, you're doing a PG 13 version of." <laughs> MEs you know we, we can't have as many MEs this week and it's like mental errors it's like that's right Nate that's yeah, right that's And me. it's like you mean, you, mean, you mean he 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 fucking forgot the assignment that's what you, mean? Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's okay like we're all human like we all mess up uh but I just love Dave Merritt because he's just like you know you know you know your eye leverage your MEs can't have can't you know your pre-snap what's the down and distance can't can't have those errors. Can't have those issues. And I can't. I can't imagine what it was like last year. And he's like, I got five of these rookies. My God, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I got five of these
5: dudes. <laughs>
3: Crazy. Uh, hey hey oh, Nate, uh, a secular <laughs> podcast. Don't worry about it. Worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey oh, Nate, my. what's
1: the other? What's the other kid's name? Uh, Nikio. N- Nikio. Nikio. Remizio. Yeah. Is is he I, is he kind of pushing Watson a little bit for that last spot? No. No.
2: No, no. Not at just,
1: all. No, no, I just really. I just want, you know, I
2: tweeted about it, you know, I, I do want to see him more on the twos, but Shane Boucher got to throw it to somebody. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. okay. So they're like Shane's like, "One, two, where is he?" <laughs> like, and you know, throws <laughs> it. Um, Wait,
1: but they, they Nate, but that's win. how I feel like Justin Watson got on the on the on the, on the roster cuz Shane Michelle was throwing to him. It was like, hey, make sure yes. you throw it to him.
2: Yes, yes. Um, okay. So I, I like I like Remigio as a player. Obviously, it's a it's a it's a stat, uh it's a stacked sort of position. You know, Dave Toe says that you know, maybe, maybe Remigio makes the roster as like you know, a punt returner, a kickoff returner. Like, let's say if something happens to generic Prince. Um, then maybe Remigio would have a chance, but that gets a little tricky too because you go from three running backs, or you go from four running backs to three.
5: Yeah.
2: Um, it's it's tough, man. If Remigio has like a great punt return, just shake oh, his
3: calling. just yeah. take his hand and say,
5: Yeah,
2: we're gonna yeah. lose your own
3: waivers. I'm sorry. You had a
2: great camp. You had a great camp, sir. Like you know, Nate, uh, Nate,
1: Nate, Nate, we don't do mystery foot injuries no more. We don't we don't do that no more.
2: Hey, 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 Byron. Sniper man. Sniper got you like, like say hey man. Hey, sniper. Like I don't know where he was. He, he I don't know what happened, but your hamstring is pulled. Okay. Like, and we're shutting you down the whole season. Hey, Matt Bushman. Hey, I think Matt Bushman's injury was actually legitimate last year because I saw him in a sling and I was like, Oh, that football violent. Yeah, that's right. But I remember like Matt Bushman played really well. He was cooking the Packers or whoever they were. Oh was man, yeah, he was. You know, Yes. And, I, and, and sometimes you got to tell the other team, like, hey, man, if you're not an NFL player, hey, you're in a jersey. You're on the field. Like, we're watching. Like, you made it, dog. Like, you made it. Don't injure the guy that's been cooking you for two quarters. Like, why? For who? You're not making the roster?
3: I he has a touchdown at that, man. Yes. yes. You're so necessary. He had the ball. Yes. Yeah. And, you know,
2: it's wild. It's wild because, you know, what they could do last year is what they could do this year. Hey, Blake, Blake Bell, love you, appreciate you. Can I have your phone for the next 24 hours? <laughs> I'm going to tell you that we're going to cut you and we're going to bring it right back. And then we're going to put Kadarius down or whoever else needs to go to IR. Tell your agent, I want him answering no calls. Are you, Do you want to win a Super Bowl this year? <laughs> do you want to win? Don't answer the phone, you know. Uh so they they might have done that last year if Bushman doesn't get hurt because it's just like there's too much tape. But Bushman had a legitimate injury. I can't remember who the defender was. He got I mean, but they drove him <laughs> they drove him into the ground and I was just like but no that, is, that is not cool, man. No, it was <laughs> a reason.
1: It was a reason. They was getting cut. He, That's he what was, is. I mean, right. he
2: yeah. Shane Bushell had a great run last year because he had uh, Justin Watson and, and Matt Bushman, and they were just
3: <laughs> crazy. Like, oh, one, baby. two, one,
2: yep. two, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so Bushman, Bushman's had a good camp. I'm, in, I'm eager to see what he looks like in the preseason now. Um, but you, you could either tell Austin Ryder or Blake Bell, we love you. You know the system. You don't want to learn another playbook. See you on Tuesday. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, I'm,
0: I'm, my my thing is this, man. I want to go back to uh, Nico r- real quick. That's mm-hmm. the one thing I am scared about, dog, because I feel like he's gonna do so well in the preseason where we not be able to. He's not gonna be able to clear waivers, and we won't have him on the practice squad at least. Hey Ryan so Ryan really like Pose
2: Ryan Poles will be watching guys.
0: Yeah, he, he will is.
2: be yeah, watching. <laughs> and, and if Ryan Pose ain't watching, you best believe Eric enemy's watching. mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Like, it's, they have no chance this year of getting guys to clear at all. No chance. All. None.
3: And EB and, is wait, like, dog.
2: EB is like. <laughs> How many can I bring? How many can I bring? All
3: the yes yeah. <laughs> He <All> said that's the tone
0: already. He said yes. the on already in yes. Washington. Like, he brings some guys that know the system yep. to get the other guys acclimated. And yes. Washington's yes. practice look pretty good, what I saw. Yeah. Like, the the best part is, hey,
2: man, if it doesn't work out here, Brian Pulse will give you a call or Eric Vietemir and Rivera
3: or Doug Peterson. Hey, yeah. you'll be fine. We got Chiefs North, we got Chiefs East, we got yeah. Chiefs South. What are those three will be called You'll
1: be fine, <laughs> young man. You
2: know, it's
1: just it's crazy. Is um, there a way to move a guy though? Could you move, could you say, could I move a Jody Force to Washington?
3: Oh, you like mean trade. a
2: trade? I mean, you you could, I mean, ooh, I have not thought about that. That's a great question. You can always make a deal right before Thank the deadline. You. Yeah, you, you could I mean, cause I mean, we all saw who was it in 2019 that they were like, mm, "This ain't it," and they traded as a running back, Carlos Hyde. Poor Carlos Hyde.
5: Oh my Hyde. god!
2: Hey, now, now I'm gonna sound like Stephen A. Carlos Hyde, lovely man, answered all your <laughs> questions, a true professional. He fell one family. time in the preseason, and it was a wrap. <laughs> it, was, it was a wrap. Uh, B enemy was like. Really, you're gonna fumble in a preseason game, and we got other options. Yeah, man. Like this, let's send you to Houston, get you restarted. And I think he had a pretty good year in Houston. Um, yeah, wasn't yeah, bad. Had a good
1: game against this.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, you know, like sometimes this happens where you know Jody hasn't. I mean, uh, again, based on the podcast, body of work, time spent, love Jody Forsyth. But, but yeah, I mean, the sport is really cruel. Um, he has a shoulder injury, he hasn't been in any of these padded practices, or he was in the first padded practice, got hurt, hadn't been back.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so if he's not available for like the first two preseason games, but you know, another team might need another tight end, you could say, Hey, he'll be ready for you in mid September. You know, his diagnosis is, you know, whatever. Another trick you could do is an injury settlement. Um, where you just say, "Hey, uh, we're gonna cut you a check. It'll be through this date, uh, which is when we think you'll be healthy, and then you'll be a free agent at that point. Um, but we can bring you back on the roster when that settlement is basically uh, agreed upon. Um, but the, the the trick there is the player has to be willing to come back because they could be obviously their services could be available for all the other teams. So you you rarely do the injury settlement. Um, but I know guys like Derek Dieter, you know." Look guys, look, look.
5: Look, look, hey, look guys, this, look, 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 look. Jesus. I love <laughs> it.
3: Quiet. a him slide, man. It's one year. Y'all can do it. I promise. Dude, y'all can one one year. uh, to do it, guys.
2: Look, look. It's a long season. Y'all trying to play twenty games. You need four running backs.
3: Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank, you. He, Thank you. He knows
2: the system. Guys are good with him. It's not like. It's not like he's – it's so weird last year. He can't, like – He again, did so well in the
0: red zone. He did so in the red zone. Yes, he and
2: he he had a very good start. He had a very good September, had the, had started having the wear and tear come, and then unfortunately he had the ankle injury in November. Um, also, this reminds you how uh, athletes, even world-class athletes, are built differently. Um, I saw Clyde – I think i said this before. I saw Clyde in a boot after they won – he banged
4: off,
5: right?
2: Well, after they won the game to <laughs> to beat the Chargers, they were on the road, he gets hurt. Pacheco has 100 yards. That's not great. Uh, Pat leaves him on a game-winning drive in the last two minutes. Everybody's like super like everybody's excited, jubilant. Obviously, like they just beat their rival again. And Clyde walked out of the trainer's room with a with a with a in a walk boot, and I said, There goes the season. Like, there it goes. And so his high ankle sprain was worse than Patrick's, to my understanding, but they basically had the same injury, and he was in a walking boot when the game when the, when the game was over, and Pat, perhaps had a perhaps had a similar, if not, as painful injury, and played in the second half and led them to a Super Bowl victory. Mm-hmm. Um, but Clyde Clyde is well liked on the team, and I maybe I should say that more um so that people hear it but like he he needs
1: somebody on his side Nate he needs somebody I mean Clyde is really well liked on the (laughs) roster I'm not
2: making like he's really well liked and everybody knows he's skilled he it's never been an issue of skill never been an issue of want to it's just playing the running back position at that with those with those dimensions with guys who hit you who are even bigger and stronger than you
5: It's 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 it's, it's,
2: yes, it's very difficult. So he's only lasted a full season once, and that was his rookie year. So he might have, you know, he might be trending towards being a really valuable third down back. So that's that's where his that's where his career might be headed. Uh, But there's no need to trade Clyde unless you get something where you're like, whoa, you want what for? You know, unless somebody blows the doors off of you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the of no, there's no reason to trade quad, in my opinion. Right, because like, um,
0: I, I just want them to continue to say McKinnon for the back end of schedule, like we've been doing, and then also like, wasn't it
2: wasn't it excellent last year? It was chef kiss. It was, mm-hmm. it was it was it was it was masterful how Biennial Reed Matt Nagy the first half of the year they used McKinnon only as a pass blocker, so that there was no tape of how they would use him as a receiver. And then he scored a bajillion touchdowns. In that the sounds half. very well. All of them, yeah. all the touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant hey. job by them.
3: Country, Nate, Country between you and me, uh, Jerry McKinnon is fifty-seven years old. So they need to just <laughs> be able to save him till the back half of the schedule and allow CH to, to take the punishment early on. <laughs> that's what. That's what Matt, happened last year.
1: <laughs> Nate, who else has made you look up from your notes at camp this
4: year?
2: Nick Jones, guys. Nick Jones, um, I'm giving it away here, but on on Time Sars, Josh, uh, I love my guy What's Josh. Up Seth?
5: What's up, he, Seth?
2: Yeah, shout out to Seth Kaiser as well. But Josh was like, "Okay, we're doing the sounds, making the noises," and he was like, "Not, you know, he went through the list. Not, not Trent McDuffie, not LeJarius Need, not Jalen Watson, not Joshua Williams." And I gave him <laughs> that was Nick Jones. I mean, Nick Jones has had a really nice camp. Um, I think DiCaprio Boodle has the attitude of a star DB. I don't think it's ever gonna come to fruition. Like, I love the attitude. <laughs> but you love the attitude. I mean, you love the coach said, "I gotta punch the ball out every time," and it's just like, come <laughs> on, bro, like, it's so hot. <laughs> but like, Nick Jones is Nick Jones is, Nick Jones is look nice. Mike Edwards looks like a veteran who is really learning the system. And what I mean by that is Spags is not taking it easy on him. Like this safety role. Now you go to that safety role. Now you the third safety and dime. And it's just, it looks like a lot is moving from Mike Edwards. Um yes. Um but but I it's funny reading the comments as I talk, so I'm like, Fair. I mean, that's fair. I mean, that's, that's, that's accurate. Again, I love the attitude. I love the attitude. But also, guard MVS is hard, man. Like, don't, don't know what you want me to say. Uh, but no, I, I think Nick Jones is is going to be someone to watch in the preseason, just because teams are going to throw the ball, still have a lot of opportunities. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, Nazi is is a really. I mean, I don't know if. Um, I don't know if people. Uh, watch the franchise i guess it came out yesterday um, yeah 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 I, I, you know obviously i know people on the video department um they do really good work from you know obviously the team's perspective and just seeing um what nazi meant to the guys on video and then obviously talking to them after the injury yeah it just it, it sucks um and it also sucks that like his injury happened when like no one could see it cuz they were wow. indoors um but yeah it was that was grim um, Keandre Colburn, just get the playbook. Just just let me see in simulate like to 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 November. Like he he'll be fine. I'm not saying he's doing bad. I'm just saying, like it's also tough when the team is like, he could be our next Colin Saunders. And I'm like, no, he can't. He literally can't. I've never seen a human being of that size have that much athletic ability in my life. That's why he got paid as much money by the Saints. Please, yep. Did you see him chase Jalen Hurts? Keiontay Coburn's not doing that. And honestly, I don't want him to do it. Like, no. So it's just going to take him a lot of time to develop. Maybe he, maybe he surprises early in the season, but he'll be in the rotation. He'll be fine. Um, trying to think who else. Obviously, what I, Bush. What about
4: Rasheed I, Rice?
2: Oh, Rasheed Rice is he's good, guys. He's. I don't have to. Chiefs fans do not have to worry about Rasheed Rice. Um, the only, I guess, the only issue is, is he had a he had a foot injury last year at, at a SMU, um, and so, but I mean, in terms of physicality, catches everything, strong. He's probably gonna get better at running routes once he really understands the system, understands what Pat wants. Um, he's your new Jet sweep guy. I thought that was fascinating too. Like, you know, training camp was supposed to be this time where Kadarius Tony would do orbit motion. Jet sweep motion, end the rounds, like all this like tricky stuff because he's just, again, he's like a, he's, he's like a, he's just an incredible jitterbug in that manner. So I thought he'd be the one doing a lot of that motion stuff. Instead, it's been a little bit of sky and they've really tested like, hey, what can Rasheed Rice do on an end around, round, on a reverse, on a jet sweep? Um, so I don't have any, cons- I mean, from the, from people in the organization, I think it was like the second or third day of camp. And they were like, "Oh, he's confident, and like he knows he can play at this level." And you and you and you go, "Okay, like that's." You don't hear that all the time, you know. Camp can move kind of fast for guys. Um, Rashid Rice threw up on the first day of practice
0: mm-hmm. and has <laughs> literally been good ever since. <laughs>
5: yeah.
0: He even flexed. He even flexed like. Nah, that's
2: what I'm saying. Yeah, like he's 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 been really good. Like, um, it tells you how difficult it is for certain people because Sky Sky, you can see the talent last year, but you're like, man, this is this is a lot. And all those receivers were learning the were learning the offense. So they couldn't spend as much time with Sky like they can with Rasheed now. And this year it's just like, man. Uh, Are
1: those two more guys that benefit off Tony going
2: down? Oh, I I think Sky's reps are pretty much the same. Um, And I think Sky looks uh, way more confident. And you can tell he's trained for football now. Uh, It was very clear to him. I think he would tell you the truth. It was very clear last offseason coming into the draft. That 40-time mattered to him because his tape was really good. And the issue that I think he had coming into the draft was, is he fast? Is he NFL fast enough? Because they didn't play a ton of teams in Western Michigan where you could tell, like, hey, we have him against, you know, golf. You know, we have him against sauce. We have him against so-and-so. Like, he didn't play anybody like Trent McDuffie in college, but he was just a route runner who made a lot of catches and was just a really reliable guy on third down. Um, And now it's like you can tell he's trained his body for football not for not for a four four or a four three. And uh when you do that and you have the routes and you spend time with Patrick in the offseason and you go through the whole offseason program with the OTAs and mandatory mini camps, um you're just a you're just a you're just a more complete version of what the team believes you can be. And so he's done everything um to have a nice second season. Um and yeah I mean I just think I just think he's more self-assured this time than last year when he was like, wow, I'm really in the NFL and wow, I'm really catching passes from Patrick Mahomes. And like, yo, like this is a playbook. And it's like, yeah, man, like, you know, it's going to take a lot of time um, for you to develop that chemistry. Is, yeah, he, thought, is
1: he is he sort of putting into is he trying to be the man? I know Tony's supposed to
2: be that guy, but yeah, Tony's supposed to be the guy that gets a thousand yards. I don't know if that's possible now with Tony's injury, unfortunately right. for him. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm not I'm not suggesting Chiefs fans should expect a thousand yards from Sky Moore. Like, uh-huh. you know, give him the grace to show you who he is in year two. But um, but the player I think who could actually benefit most in the receiving room is actually MBS.
0: Yeah, he's the best. Because-
2: there were so many, uh, I'm gonna write about this when we get closer to the season. There were so many moments where Patrick missed MVS downfield.
1: Yeah. Oh. The first this, couple of weeks was
2: bad. And this year, I'm really focused on if they unlock that part of the offense, then
3: what? Different, different level.
2: Let's say let's say Pacheco is basically the same player. You still got Travis Kelsey. Uh, you got the scheme with Patrick, and Andy, and, and Matt Nagy. And, and now MBS is catching 50-yard bombs at least once a game.
3: Yeah, you got Sky and Richie underneath. And yep. you're adding Rasheed and Justin Ross to sprinkle in there. That's yep. a lot to work with. Man. Dmac,
1: mac he looked like Tyree Hill out there, man. That's all.
0: <laughs> According to one Bengals player,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, the main on the side That's his
1: new Tyree Tyree. He's only Tyree. going to him, guys. It's <laughs> Marcus Kemp <laughs> <camp> out there.
2: <laughs> hey, did we see Marcus Kemp on tape last week? No, we didn't. Cover this man.
3: <laughs> Is he only out there because we decided to steal Chris Lamage? Yes, but we to really cover him.
2: Yes, yes, like
0: come on, guys. Yes. That, that's definitely one of the things I'm looking forward to for this office. Like, is Pat, are Patrick, do Patrick and MVS have that deep ball chemistry now? Yes, yes. Are they on? It was that's close. One of the things I'm looking it was close. To. It, it, it just it was a tick off. There was a tick off, man. Yeah,
2: right. So it, it got better as the season went along, but man, if they, you know, because there are times where MVS is like five yards past somebody, mm-hmm. and Patrick,
3: to his credit, was like kind of underthrew him a couple times. The San it's Francisco won like, the bomb. He was like five yards of separation, but the bomb still left a little short. He yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, he was like, I wanted to make, he's like, there were times where I wanted to make him use his his long frame to make sure he caught the ball. But then there were some times where I was like, oh, I need to just air it out. And then I would overthrow it. And you'd be like, mm, you know, mm-hmm. like, wow, we just wasted a whole week to not <laughs> get a
5: completion. <laughs> uh, that's how
1: competitive Pat is because. Pat never stopped. He kept going to him. Like he was mm-hmm. like, we going to get it right. Yeah, right. And, and it came together at the perfect time. It came together when it had to come together, but Right. Uh Pat Pat don't have no quitting in his system. That's what damn yeah. shit. Uh-huh.
2: Never never forget. Mark, Marcus Kemp was on a beach somewhere in Hawaii. Got a call and was like, you ready to run it back? And he was like, not only will I catch a pass in the NFC Championship game, I will destroy half the Eagles' special teams. To get Kadarius Tony outfield. And, and he was so happy after the Super Bowl because it's like, yeah, man, you ain't got to play another down in your life. You are you are a legend. <laughs> you know, based on two games, you are a legend. Two
3: plays. Just two, yeah, plays. just two plays. Just, just plays. two oh. plays. Oh. Yeah. Like
2: I caught, a, I caught a reception for a first down in the AFC Championship game when we literally had no one. <laughs> and nobody. Kadarius Tony was like, I'm trying to get to the edge. And I said, Say no more. He's going down. He's going down. He's going down, and I'm gonna fall on him. Like it's, it's incredible.
1: Like my life depend on this play, Nate. <laughs>
2: yes. Like people don't take to account like how how brilliant the punt return is for not just Kadarius Tony because you can just see that talent. You're like, why is everybody slipping on the field? But yet this man is just gliding over people. But also like, I mean Jody Forsen is blocking like. Like like his life's on the line, and Marcus <laughs> Kemp took out like four dudes. Like it's
0: it's incredible. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing to get to like uh, some of the questions in the comments because uh, there was a good question in the uh, chat here. So like they was asked about indoor practices whenever the Chiefs had to have indoor practices due to rain. Um, are those actually more intense than the ones you yes. see outside? Yes, 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 yes,
2: because they know nobody's watching.
1: <laughs> Like, oh okay. They know, nobody,
2: they know nobody's watching, and and uh, to to simulate coaches' like, All right, so um, we can get to the real stuff. Let's, get, <laughs> guys, like, let's 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 get to these real quick. All right, all right, guys, five <laughs> reps each. First team, second team, third team. All right, let's see it. You know, and then the and then the horn goes, and they just they just go, and it's tackle it's to the ground. Um, again, no one saw this last year, but we thought um. We thought Juju almost died. Cause uh I can't remember who tackled him. But like the indoor doesn't have as much space on the on the on the boundary, right? So once you get right. to the sideline, there's not a ton of room. But like dudes were competing hard, got a little rough. I'm just saying Juju went through a door, went through an entry door
5: <laughs> in hey, the yo. indoor
2: facility. Hey, yo. And people what? are like, what is happening? <laughs> they turned it in NFL Street. <laughs> <Dog>. <laughs> who was Street Blitz? I can't remember, remember the name. who. I can't remember who it was. On, which it, it wasn't. It wasn't one of the main guys. It wasn't Justin Ross, or excuse me, it wasn't Justin Reed. It wasn't like. I don't. I don't think it was Cook. I can't remember who it was. I. I will try to find this answer, and I'll talk to some of the other writers, like Adam Teicher, Matt Derrick, obviously. Herbetyelpa was with us last year, but he's retired. Shout out to him. Uh,
3: Herbie! poker
2: people's money on gambling tables legally—an <laughs> It's atrocity, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> hey, man, why are you so good at poker? And also, he's an army veteran, so I can't, can't really. No, no, you should not. You should not try that, man.
1: Um, at all. Please,
2: yeah, you know, my guy Pete Sweeney, but like, you know, uh, there's like a. Group of us that get to still go in and see it all, but yeah, Juju went flying through a door, and for like maybe ten seconds, everybody on the team was like, "Is he okay?" And then he, and then he like gingerly, kind of like,
1: <laughs> "Yo, that <laughs> <It> is <laughs> hilarious!
2: That
1: is, crazy. That is <laughs> hilarious!"
2: And it's it <laughs> great because coach doesn't have to say anything. It's not like the coaches are like. What are you doing? It's just like, all right, let's wrap. And everybody just knows, like, (laughs) please don't do that again. It's like it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, there's been years where, like, you see guys on the threes, right, really competing, really trying Mm -hmm. to do something. Because they know, like, these are the – like, this is the most intense. Like, we're doing stuff that, like, we might actually use against the Detroit Lions, you know, Mm -hmm. or whoever the first opponent is. Mm -hmm. And, man, diving for a ball and, look, That wall is, you try to run full speed, and that wall's there. Like, hey, if it's in the corner of the end zone, God bless you, because there's a corner, and that wall don't give, y'all. I mean, Missouri (laughs) Western has nice facilities, but it's a division to indoor practice. There's just not a lot of room. Um, So you see guys bumping against the wall all the time. But, no, those indoor practices are legit, because they do a lot of double moves. I mean, I'm not gonna describe the play in full, even though with my own eyes I can remember these plays. But last year they were due. All right, I'll I'll just say it. Last year, do you guys remember the play against the Cardinals where it's play action? Pat looks, I believe, to the right, so that the linebacker shades that direction, and then Kelsey's running the deep over. Yeah, yeah, I remember that play.
1: Yeah, that was a touchdown. That was a touchdown, right?
2: That, that was the touchdown, that was the deep, that was like the deep play in the middle of the field.
1: Was that the oh, really yeah. tight window I mean,
5: throw
2: Yes, yes. I, yes. I love that throw. Yes, it was beautiful. That, that's the kind of plays they'd be doing in the indoor, OK? <laughs> so like, hey, set this route. What's the leverage? Cut it back inside. How tight is the window? All right, let's run it again, you know? And so there's certain things that like, it's like the advanced level stuff that they get to in the indoor. And then of course, Uh, on this past one, the Saturday when we were inside, Spags was just lighting it up, set a match off, like, who wants to come, you know, and Pat got frustrated because it's just like, hey.
3: You uh, under the gun now. I'm
2: sending everybody. we, We either didn't protect it or you were supposed to get open and you didn't, and I'm scrambling. Now, of course, nobody can hit the quarterback, but Pat doesn't like necessarily scrambling in a training camp practice because he just wants to get as many throws off as possible. But yeah, mm-hmm. Spags was just like, all right, Nick, all right, Willie, there's Jay Reed, all of them go now. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just amazing because it's just really, it's like, okay, this is good. Like this is really good and nobody can see this. And like, as reporters, uh, based on the rules between, you know, the Pro Football Writers of Union and the teams. It's like if you're in, if you have one of those type of practices where it's not public, can't really give out details unless it's a year later. And I can tell you that tight throw that he made, they would, they were practicing that in training camp. And, um, Kelsey ran the route perfectly. Mahomes hit his landmark perfect on the play action and the ball was out. And it's just one of those things where you're like, man, the Cardinals had no shot on that play. None. God, it's like, hey guys, is that cover three? Is that cover two? Uh, oh, quarters, isn't that nice? And it's just like it's just it's crazy, man. So sometimes you see things in the indoor and you're like, Oh, that's the real depth chart. Oh, that's what he's gonna be doing in the middle of September, you know? And there's some stuff in a public practice where they ask Richie James to throw a deep ball to MBS. And it's like or if he has to threw the deep ball to him. Yeah. That's, that's, that's for the Detroit Lions. We 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 would like the Lions to see this. Just, mm-hmm. just, to, just hey, get your rules right in the in the back end in case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like please, like everybody, d- disseminate this. Yes. Richie James can throw the ball deep. We just wanna just wanna make you aware of that. You know, but there are other stuff where they where, yeah, there's other stuff where they just hold it um because they might use it in the game. You hey, they, sure. are you buying that we
4: have the best uh, tackle duo we've had?
2: <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy that we've been talking this long, and, like, they, those guys just haven't been brought up because they've been pretty good. I mean, nothing flashy. I think Donovan looks healthy this year. That's the biggest thing. Like, Donovan Smith looks healthy. They put him on these, on these sweeps, on these tosses, and he gets out there in space, and it's just like, okay. Like, that looks like how it used to look like in Tampa Bay. Um, Jawan Taylor is just, I mean, rock solid. I mean, just, I'm not saying he's going to be Joe Tooney because I call Joe Tooney a robot. He's just, his technique is insanely like precise. Um, but but Jawan Taylor might just be really consistent and it looks like, um, you know, it looks like Trey Smith is, is, is growing confidence in them working together, especially when they do those stunt drills. Where they say, hey, we're gonna have these guys rush. They know it's a passing, they know it's a passing situation. So you gotta protect it. So they're gonna they're gonna do different type of twists or maybe simulate it one way and then spin off of it. Um and they've started to pick that up pretty well. But if the offensive line plays well, as we all know, yeah. They probably have about four versions of Snow Globe. I just saw this. They probably have about four versions of it. Um, because <laughs> I was, I was, I was stunned. Don't
1: that say play. that, Nate, man. <laughs> I'm,
2: so, I'm telling the truth. Like they probably have four. They probably have four versions of that play. Where, and I don't know if we'll ever see it. Um, but I was surprised that Patrick said that they had been tinkering it all season in the in the Netflix documentary because it was like the way Pat explained it is like it's a combination of actually two plays. So that mm-hmm. tells you that like the personnel grouping is, I believe, intact with Tony, uh, McKinnon, Watson. So like the personnel group is still intact. So you can yeah, still I run.
3: the six guy. You, yeah, yeah
2: you, yeah, you can still run some of that stuff the same way you did a year ago. Um, but yeah, oh, there's sorry. like there there's <laughs> there's some stuff that Pat can do off of those type of plays. That's more than just a pitch to McKinnon who then throws it to, you know, Canary Tony? Like, some of those plays include Pat throwing the ball is what I'm ultimately getting at.
3: So so for that, I mean, just if you had to guess, which team do you think that Andy and Pat want to use that against to, like, drive that knife home? Because I think it was specifically for the oh, Ra- Yes. yes, yes. Right, yes. Because yes. yeah. I have a few in mind yeah. that it could be used against. Yes. I think you could use it to piss off Sean Payton. I think you could use it against the Eagles since they've been chirping so much, or the Bengals. So, with, I, think with- the
2: big, I think the Bengals are – I think the Bengals yeah. will get some, some fury. Okay. Like, if everybody – like, again, it's a long time between then and now. But, like, if, if most of the guys are healthy, if the offense is humming, I think the Bengals are going to – the Bengals might see some things. Just because, and Andy's really systematic about this, you want to show stuff so that they have to... Game plan for it. And account for the possibility that, again, there's a variation off of it or there's a wrinkle attached to it for if we see you all again in the postseason. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was pretty specific. I don't know if they would ever say it publicly, but the reason why Patrick says... In the Netflix stock, that he felt they matched up better against the Bills was because the defense that the Chiefs were playing in that first game against the Bills was pretty ordinary. And I think from a I think what Pat was getting at was that Spags had specific things that he could have done in a rematch against the Bills. And there are certain things that they did with Travis Kelsey in the first game. That they would have done differently
1: against the Bills. Wait a minute, Nate. Are you saying they purposely played vanilla football? To in a the certain,
2: yeah, to a certain degree, yes, Absolutely. yes. You want to, you want to win the game, and people will forget this. Um, there's a drop. I can't remember who the drop is. There's a drop in like the on one of the. They're in the red zone and they have to settle for a field goal. Um, I can't remember who dropped it. I don't know if it was NBS or I think it was MVS. Yeah. I there's an NBS drop. And then there's the play that I think Pat probably hates himself the most for is on the first drive, they're they're going down the field, they're in the red zone, and he throws up a 50-50 ball to NBS in the court in the end zone and it gets intercepted. Mm-hmm. So you could you could say that they could have scored two touchdowns in that game. Yeah. With a with again a very vanilla rudimentary We just and again you have to take into account like they had so many new guys last year that it almost forced them to do that to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. So that you obviously are gonna build as the season goes along. Like you talk to guys like Mitchell Schwartz and they're like, Yeah, we did the Rose Bowl every Friday in practice, never thinking we were going to run it. And (laughs) then and then Andy called it in the first half of the Super Bowl. (laughs) Like, like, yo, what are we doing? So every there's a method to all of this madness even yeah. if you can't necessarily see it early on in the season. But I think part of that was because they had to do some things differently because there were so many young guys. You have to remember that Kadarius Tony wasn't on the roster in that first game against the Bills. Kadarius Tony did not play against the Bengals in the first game, so they knew that they had you know some things they could do with him that were slightly different. Uh, and so, yeah, you just try to – again, you try to take the scenario to win that day but not give everything because on the defensive end, They put Chris Jones in some very interesting fronts that said, You the man, you the matchup, he's going right through you. Or if you want to shade that way, ah, there's, 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 we're giving, we set it up all year so that you think you guys can block Frank Clark one on one. And we think in Arrowhead to go to the Super Bowl, he will win some of those one on
3: ones. And And he did. And he did. And, and George Columbus is a little bit better now, so it helps a little bit.
2: <laughs> yep, and so it's funny. Like, the Bengals know, hey, just because we beat the Chiefs in November is a lot different than doing that in January because Spags will go from blitzing to, you know, invert coverages where guys are moving pre-snap, and it fooled, it fooled, they fooled Joe Burrow on the first drive. It's just I believe um, McDuffie didn't – didn't actually catch the interception.
3: He almost had it. it just he almost off.
2: had it. But it they
3: actually,
2: yeah, they actually fooled him because Burrow's thinking he's going to, he, his, Burrow thinks his rules are to the outside and actually they broke those rules and now he's more in the middle of the field. So it's, there's like the Bengals know this stuff. Like they know that things are going to change just like the Chiefs know that the Bengals are going to do a lot of different things too. But yeah, a lot of that first game when you know you might play him in the second time, it's just gonna set something up for for something even better the second time. And that's about who can actually execute, who can out scheme one another.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like um and real quick, um, yeah, so like the reason why, you know, certain matchups, you know, within the AFC, may be, they maybe they may play a little vanilla in certain situations, is because you may see them see him again in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yep. mm-hmm. You
2: know, Yep. Okay. Yep. I don't have to mention the Colts game.
3: I mean that Colts game man, oh, oh god. Go. Boo. Boo. That's called And and we still were Kelsey they dropped touchdown away from, from being able to win that game. Or or
2: or, yeah. or Chris Jones. Or whatever in the world. That
3: Chris, say, Chris Jones must have said every oh, foul me. word in the book. Or, no, uh, no, look, issues. <laughs> look, I've asked multiple guys, no one has told me
2: what he said. That's the thing, they, I
3: can't they haven't me. leaked it yet, like, an no online source. Never, I,
2: I've, I've never seen it, and again, I've asked multiple guys, and they're just like,
3: maybe that's, that's what I the gotta contract gotta wait, no, that's crazy.
1: Maybe, maybe that's what the contract <laughs> wait, no, he got to reveal what he said in order to. Get this- <laughs> I'm good. Clark exactly. said, I ain't giving you no contract till you told me what cost me to coast again.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's Matt Ryan's last great moment, guys.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah Matt literally.
2: Ryan, Matt Ryan goading Chris Jones into a penalty and then leading the team right down the field for a
1: game. That was, man. Touchdown. I hate
3: it, man. I hate Jelani man. It's so like a coach.
0: Jelani Woods scored two touchdowns on this. Oh.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, and hey nice. Nate, so we got him drafted in a few fantasy leagues.
1: <laughs> we've seen a lot of things, Nate, from Patrick Mahomes. There's one thing we have yet to see. In a game. The behind-the-back pass. Is it? Is this the year? <laughs> it seems like he's gotten better at it. Like, it's it's deadly now. Like, it's, it's accurate. He can throw for distance now. Like, are, are we going to see it? I don't think so.
2: Look I at mean, Nate like really, the Godfather. I really don't, man. I don't see it. Like, I want I mean, of course you'd all want to see it, but like, I mean, how many points they gotta be up by? I mean,
0: uh, four touchdowns. it gotta
2: be a lot because in the fourth quarter. And like, and like it would have to be really petty. Like, so petty that like do you guys remember when they went to I will never forget this game, when they went to Chicago. On that Sunday, oh my weekend. god, oh yes, Yeah. Oh, all the pettiness. I mean, pettiness. it's gotta be on like that level. He was trying to put it on them. Oh, I mean, he was trying to score every. They're like, hey man, again, we gotta save some stuff. He was like, no, another touchdown. And they're like, <laughs> they like,
4: they passed me up, dog. So
2: He's like, they, they they don't, hey man, we, we can't play the Bears in the postseat. Like, we just
1: no. Yeah. Like, he was like, more, I want more. I his intensity in the Bucks game was almost—it wasn't as petty. He was more intense in that Bucks game when that last time he played Tom Brady. Yes, I've yeah. never seen that before. But yeah. he was very, very petty.
2: Yeah, Bears <laughs> So it's gonna have to be on like that level. And even then, my thing is, I've always wondered:
1: I'm Are the Broncos this- petty enough to get it? Broncos kind of talking was not
2: they're not on the Chiefs level though. That's the thing. Like they are the Broncos are in such the like I think the Chiefs actually care more about the Raiders and the Chargers now than the Broncos. And that is Mm. that's a Mm. wild statement considering where, you know, when Andy came aboard, like they were the team that they were obviously gonna have to like go chase down. My thought is I haven't
1: that's a that's a good one. Miami is a good one. Mm-hmm.
2: for the for the for the for the international crowd. And that's
1: I, a there. good one. Like welcome, welcome to welcome. everybody but Jody. I know the shoe Jody. I know the shoe. I mean, it's not
2: a bad it's not a bad guess.
1: It's right. Not a bad guess
2: at all. I'm not Here's what, here okay, here's where my brain goes. Again, I'm, I I want to make this clear. I have not seen this at practice, indoor or outdoor. No one has told me this. Mm. But I think the easiest way to do it is kind of an addition to corndog where you have a guy coming in motion in the way Sky did it, I thought was interesting. Sky never like ran and then turned the other way. Sky like basically put his whole body, he was like, I'm here, <laughs> please give me the ball, I'm wide open. Like he never like he just stopped running the rocks He's like, Oh my god, I'm wide open <laughs> so wide open, please, Lord, you know, like if you, if you watch the tape closely enough, the dude stops running his route because he's like, Oh my god,
3: I am uh, wide open! I
2: am so <laughs> wide open that <laughs> I said it way. on uh,
3: on uh, and on uh, Kingdom Two, he was yeah. just like, I just just catch or on the franchise, please catch the ball, it, like don't you. drop it.
2: <laughs> like, so you got to have something like that, and it's got to be off of RPO. So, my thought is, if you take and you know, try my best to demonstrate, but if you take the ball. You give the RPO look, and then you throw it to the guy motioning. Oh my (laughs) gosh. That's my best guess.
3: If he doesn't poor dog, that'd be go crazy.
5: Or
2: or it's a guy coming across the a guy coming across in motion, maybe kind of jet sweepy-ish, like what McCole Harmon used to do. And again, he crosses your face, Kree snaps the ball. Hey everybody! I'm I'm giving the ball to Clyde or Pacheco or whoever, and does
3: or orbit motion back? back, the, back
2: yeah, Alex. or or yeah, and it's just it's just like one of those as the guy is coming the other way, yeah. and of of course it makes me think of Nick Bosa because Nick Bosa was in like hell when they played the Chiefs because he was just yes. like they they're not blocking me and like
5: uh, uh, which uh, way do I run? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah, so maybe maybe you put the. If if Patrick is able to get it around the defensive end, if you don't block him based on like kind of their principles of the offense, and we're like, hey, you want the RPO to look like it's going a certain direction and you don't block the DN and then maybe you just try to like whip it around him. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but those are these are my best guesses.
1: I have a vision of Max Crosby though.
3: Jumping up trying to bat it down and then mm, Yeah, we can get him a
4: man
2: too. That'd be nice. One one of my favorite moments of watching franchise, I was like, hold on.
1: You he he woke him? up to Rome. Yep.
4: Hold on, did, hold on.
2: on. I it R- R- to Holly. Hold on, I gotta rewind this. Did he punch him? Punch like, him? He like, like
3: he? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Literally I was like,
5: him. "What are you doing?" It's like, what are you doing?
3: Why would you do that to yourself? You know what comes next, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know next what's, what's happen?
2: to happen. To be fair, it was
3: ten other guys, not named
2: Max Crosby, on the field who who, who didn't didn't have a chance. Honestly. You know,
1: Is so it, yeah, does it cuss that much in practice?
2: Uh, who Pat? Yeah, uh, no, I don't think so, not to the degree that maybe should. like Pat was really clear about, um, yeah, man, I just go to like a different mode when I'm in a game. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes in practice, he might yell at a guy, or you might say, Hey, let's you know, let's and go, or whatever, or let's get We're back and really, in. yeah, but I don't, I don't yeah. think. <laughs> The, the, the practice environment is not is not what it's like in the game, you know? Um,
5: yeah.
2: You know, I think it's cool that they showed one of the games. He was like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And I'm like, dude, it's Friday. <laughs> it's not even – it's not Sunday. It's like, you know, Saturday and then Sunday. So maybe he's intense on like a Friday practice from time to time if he knows it's a pretty important game. But, um, no, I, I think game day he's just like a different – like he just – it goes into a different space yeah
1: were, were you even more surprised about some of the footage that you saw on the quarterback or was it like I've seen that before um a, a little bit
2: a little bit I just felt like um getting the getting the footage with uh jeff Christensen, his his quarterback coach I was like ooh, i've never i don't think I've ever seen anything on camera of those two guys working before even though I know that he that password to Jeff. For a long time. Um, I knew the stuff with Bobby was happening. Um, And so that was that was it was cool that they explained as much as they as they wanted to uh, without giving like their whole regimen. Um, And so, like, I remember I remember Bobby telling me like in 2020 that like, no, man, like he's a unicorn. I've never trained with an athlete who can do the things he's done. And then watching the documentary, it was just like, man, that is that's that's cool that like everybody else can now see this because, you know, I interview people and I write them in stories. But those are those are mostly one offs. It's not like I can interview Bobby 20 times in a year, you know, but for people to see like what they do during the season, especially when Bobby told me in 2020, hey, Nate, I'm probably going to be moving. What do you like? What do you think about this neighborhood or, you know, where you like I think I'm you're going to have to stop going back and forth. Like I'm going to have to be with Pat for at least portions of the regular season. I remember talking to him about like, yeah, I might have to like, I might have to change my business to some degree. Cause he works with a lot of baseball players in Texas and that's where he's from. And that's obviously where they built their, their rapport. But look, man, like Patrick wants me to like be around during the season. And it's just easier if I like, you know, split my business between here and here in Texas. So to like, See it on camera for like fans and everybody to see. That was really cool because it was just like um I, I will never forget that. I think it came out probably that Monday night. That like after the Jags game, he's working with Bobby on Monday night for I guess a modified version of the A Day because again he has a high ankle sprain. <laughs> just wild, and you know Brittany and the and the kids were Brittany and the kids were, were at the gym and like. Um, there was a obviously there was a film crew there. I don't know if they used that footage in the doc. Or I don't know if it made the final cut. Um, but yeah, I just remember looking at him Wednesday and being like, I don't know, Bobby. He real stiff, man. He looks stiff out here on Wednesday, on a Wednesday practice. And he and like me and Russ and Dodd, well, another one of my colleagues from the athletic, we did a story about Patrick has a different pain tolerance than most people. I mean, I explained it earlier between him and Clyde having a similar version of the same injury but his pain tolerance is different and he's his flexibility and his mobility help him actually recover quicker than most i mean you can look it up it's all in the athletic uh but i <laughs> I remember being like i don't know man he looks stiff and then he'll be ready he'll be ready he's going to play and i was he's like he's a okay. dog he's a like, dog okay. he's he's like
3: all right. out of i mean
2: i know he has to play but like <laughs> he's going to be good and he's like no he'll play He'll play I was like, okay, okay. I mean, so for fans to see all of that um and the best part of, of Bobby explaining how Pat is like an owl, I was like, God, that's such a good comparison because like he sees everything. It is one of the most crazy guys. I remember losing my mind in 2019. I think I said this before where the dude had such good vision that he would look back. At the at the referee and be like, I can I can scramble, right? I can scramble. Ain't no flags. Ain't no flags. All right, here I go. In the middle of a play. It's that's like crazy. Crazy. That's crazy. And it's just like, hey man, uh, ain't nobody open. I gotta move. Oh, that's a flag. Let me throw it
5: away. Mm-hmm. That's
1: yeah. wild. He, that's like, dude, nobody did it in the Tennessee run. The Tennessee run, he does it. Yeah. He looks at he, the ref he, and goes, can oh, I okay, go? okay. I have to go. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Like it's just in the middle of the play <laughs> when Jeffrey Simmons chasing them down. And so when, <laughs> that's
2: when Bobby when Bobby explains that he like his neck and like his spine and all that, I was like, God, that's such a good way of explaining it because like the dude looks like like he has just vision and he's like he's just he's he's strong enough and flexible enough that where he can just see almost everything and it's just like that is that's amazing, man. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was my favorite parts of the of the doc.
0: I'm going to ask you one last thing here, Nate, real quick. Um, So, like, do you agree with majority of Chiefs, Kingdom that we don't want joint practices at all? Do we agree at- not, all. I mean, it's never, gonna yeah, <laughs> <Reed> never <laughs> <happened> <laughs> going to happen under Andy Reid. Yeah, Andy Reid never practice. Do you want to keep that going? Do you want to have no joint practices moving forward? Do you want to keep the same way? I don't.
2: I've only covered the team since, you know, since Andy Reid's been the coach. So, I, right. I don't know any other way. I would love to see it. You know, I talked to some of my friends who were like, "Aaron Donald, like, not only did he grab his helmet, he threw it at him, or he like swung yeah. it at him." I mean, like,
0: yeah, Rams, Bengals.
2: Yeah. Oh, that was great, and that was coming off the Super Bowl. And of course, right. the Bengals are, you know, they're talkers. It's great. It's great for yeah. the sport. Um, but even watching Hard Knocks with like the Lions, it's like, all right, fellas, we're gonna go to Indy, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a joint practice, and we're gonna play them in a preseason game. And I'm like, what? Like that's, that's crazy. A- that, yeah. seems, that seems unhealthy. And so, mm-hmm. of course, those guys are going to get in fights. Um, but, yeah, like, Andy's never going to do a joint practice. He just doesn't believe
5: in it. And <laughs> so. I
0: know. think I'm with it, dog. Like, you get to hide some of your secrets. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like you said, you don't want to give out too much. Right. And Ooh,
3: Andy, Andy wants to run it on his time, too. And, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I think,
2: I think some coaches are like, it's good because it, like, raises the intensity you know, but on the other end, it's like you can't necessarily control every variable because that dude's not on my team. So does he give a bleep about me? No, nope. again, like I might get hurt because we're going at it or we get into some scuffle or, you know, somebody wants to punt. Like, I mean, yeah, somebody wants to go and like swing on somebody with their helmet still on. And it's just like. So it's not a, it's not as controlled of an environment as you think it
3: is. Or DeAndre Hopkins wants to run a great round, and DeAndre DeAngelo Hull just can't handle it. Of
0: his <laughs> Ooh, <ankle.
3: man. laughs> that's for Heist Hard Knocks
0: Hall of Fame right there. Oh, it really God. is. It, it really, really is. That, that clip
3: is eternal. Yeah. I fear God. <laughs> I don't start nothing. I just ended. <laughs> yep. Ended this man's whole career. Yeah, yeah he right. was done
0: after that. It was he exciting. was done.
3: It was over.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. man unbelievable well so nate so i gotta gotta cut it short man but you know we appreciate your time man this this is a great episode it's always great to have you on you know we welcome you on the show at any time man anytime you're available yeah you know what's up so
1: we always set new records when Nate come on the show i mean (laughs) you know
2: god bless holly She's probably gonna be like, yeah, I knew it was gonna go for two hours. You're like, yeah, it's fine.
1: And we, and we got you the fire graphic this week, too, man. I, I yeah, think you look very handsome. Great. It was
0: great. I was like, <laughs> I, I was that. like, I was like, look at this, baby. Look what they're doing to me. Look,
5: look, look at this. Look at this.
0: Look <laughs> shout out to Sam, stuff. man. Shout out to Sam. Yeah, shout out to Sam. Him. I was like, oh, this is the nicest graphic
2: I've ever had Shout out to and Sam. You know, are, yeah. yeah so like you, I remember you sending them to me, because you I was just like. I'm like y'all could just say I'm coming on the show. Y'all don't have to do all this. This is great. So,
1: hey man, um, and, trying to step it up, brother.
2: Yeah, and what makes it and what makes it great is like I'm showing Holly, and like she's that's the photo she took of me when we were on vacation. So oh. she was just like, you know, she was like, ah, oh, yeah. And so I was like, oh, you, oh, you like that photo? Let me let me put that on the put that on the uh pro on the profile on the avatar. <laughs> you know, you know, so.
1: Yeah, it's, and it's, shout out, shout out to Holly, a beautiful, uh, beautiful yeah, wife, man. It was, yeah. it was a, uh, it was a pleasure to meet her, man. She yeah, cool.
2: yeah, yeah. It's the best part of the city, right? I mean, we could be anywhere, and like I'll bump into somebody, and it's just like, man, what a time! Like it's just, it's, it's great. It's
1: honestly. <laughs> I told, I told Nate, I said, Therese is gone. May he rest in peace.
3: Yep.
1: I said, Herbie is in Vegas shooting dice as we give, speak. Give I said, Nate. What did I say, Nate? Please don't leave. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was like, I'm not I'm not going nowhere.
1: No. I'll, I'll be
2: just fine. I'll be
1: just fine right here. I'm um, holding you to that, bro. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. And I'm 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 glad we could we could find the time to do it because like at this point in camp, like I said, like I'm ready for the preseason games, so I definitely know they're
1: ready for the same preseason. Here, <laughs> same here, dog. You like, in that same jersey. jersey. Yep. Same. Is that Hawaiian huh? Brothers open yet? Huh? Is that Hawaiian Brothers open in St. Joe yet? I, if so, oh. I haven't seen it. I, oh, I'll, okay. have to, I'll
2: have to drive by and tell you, but like I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> hey Nate, you <laughs> want to know what's it it so
1: great fun. talking
3: to you, Nate? Also, yes, thank, thank you. Like,
0: yeah. But real quick, you want to know what's so funny, Nate, dog? Like. <laughs> Uh, Mark Gunnels. Shout out to my guy, Mark Gunnels. Hey, Mark, man, yeah. I a little dab at you for this one, dog. Like He was saying, from my memory, I can't remember a bigger preseason debut other than Patrick Mahomes uh, since Justin Ross. And I said, I forgot you in the diapers, dog. So I had to remind him, like, Joe Montana literally
4: sold out <laughs> right for the first preseason <laughs> game. Mark he was
2: tripping out. on that one.
4: That crowd yeah. went crazy.
2: Yeah, over anything, right? Over
0: anything, yes. Yeah. Like, as a chief, people, you cannot forget that moment, dog. yeah.
1: Would you that, Would you put Tyreek hype up on there? Uh, people were ready to see Tyreek, bro, because they was y'all talking yeah. about him every day.
2: That speed yeah. was and that speed is oh, it's breathtaking, man.
0: Like, <laughs> Joe Montana was different, dog. You talking, yeah. About, talking yeah, about, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I said, that. I said this, I said this on Times R's, but like, you can Google this, like, Google, maybe I might do it on my phone, but Google, like. No. Joe Montana, like Kansas City Airport, and my man is getting bobbed the moment he landed. Like, that was the beginning of real, like, Chiefs, like, man. He put us on the mat.
1: Yeah, he put, he put, yeah in,
2: a, in a lot of ways. Like, yeah, like, De- Derek Thomas was already on the team, and, like, they were already going to the playoffs with, like, Dave Craig and um, Neil Smith. Um, but, like, yeah, man, with, like, Joe was, like, out, like people should remember this, like, the Arizona Cardinals could have had Joe Montana, and he mm. wanted wanted to play for the Chiefs.
1: What's up with Clark Hunt in Arizona, man? He don't like them, huh? They- <laughs> yeah, Andy Reid was sitting on the airport. He was sitting. Yeah, he was just like, "Hey, hey, you ain't gotta go. You ain't
2: gotta,
1: you go. Ain't gotta go there.
5: You talking?
2: We
1: just keep talking, man. I almost forgot. I know we having a long show, but Four what you said, he had to tell his guests. You had to tell our guest what you was wrong about. What was you wrong about, but
4: I'm glad you remember that. I'm glad I remember.
1: It. I just let's, remember. Let's hear okay. it. Okay.
4: Let's hear this it. It was Justin Ross, man. I, after seeing him at training camp, I, I do think he's going to make the roster now. You know, I was saying it, it's way too early, but. I, I yeah, mean, I was saying uh, the same thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just, just stay healthy. Just stay healthy and he'll have a, he'll have a great shot, man. But yeah, he's a, he's a camp darling. You know, it's not the same – I think there's, like – there's just a confidence within people in the organization that are like, yeah, like, he's really talented. It's just like, can we keep him healthy? Can we keep him, you know, uh, you know, available for – you know, he's never – the tough thing about all these guys is, like, man, they, they've never played a 17-game season. So how can we get them to game one? And then if we get them to game one, how can we get them through, you know – game 17, game 18 in the playoffs. Like, it's it's crazy. Um, the thing that I, like, I know a lot of people were hyped about Tyreek. The person that, I mean, just blew them away last year was Pacheco. I mean, it was, like, after the first practice I started hearing, like, hey, man, this, this Pacheco dude is, like, this Pacheco dude is different. And it was like, well, hey, hey, hey. Let's, let's settle our. I mean, this is scouts. This is coaching staff. This is like anybody in. The, like, okay, okay, okay. We we know how it goes. Maybe maybe we just a little excited because he a seventh round running back, who we know got skills. Let's just wait till the pass come on. And then the pass came on when they were like,
1: oh, 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 oh. like they
2: <laughs> like they couldn't contain themselves last year about Pacheco. And I would remember being like, I don't know, guys. Like, I I don't know if I can write this. <laughs> Like literally being like, I don't know if I can write the hype. Can I agree to the hype just yet? And then they played the then they played the Bears and he had that catch on the on the on the boundary, bounced off dude, got a first down or whatever, and I was just like They were right. <laughs> like, like, okay, I guess I'm gonna have to write this now. And then they gave him the ball in the first game of the season, and it was just like they're actually using him on offense? Like what What is (laughs) happening? Like Pacheco made the scouts, made the personnel department, made the coaching staff, and made his teammates love him before they left St. Joe. And it is the most remarkable thing I've ever seen because the dude was a seventh round pick from Rutgers to the point where you're like, how did this happen? And scouts would take, go look at the tape and you go, yeah, Michigan was destroying that offensive line. Michigan was killing that quarterback. Like, oh, they were in third and long all game. No wonder he got the no wonder he never got the ball. Like, but Justin Ross is probably going to make the team, would be my guess. Again, they left camp last year truly believing Isaiah Pacheco was a star. And to this day, I was just like, like Like, how did this happen, you know? And they were, for a year, at least, you know, for last year, they were right. Like, he made everybody believe in him by the time, from the start of camp to the end of camp. And I don't know if Justin Ross can do the same thing, but, yeah, he's the the guy to watch when they play the Saints. Like, please keep him on the field. Give him as many opportunities so that you can see what he can do.
0: Yep. Well, soon, Nate. Once again, man, thank you for hopping on the show tonight, man. So enjoy the rest of camp. And uh, we look forward to hearing what you guys say after the first preseason game.
1: Always a pleasure, bro.
2: Yeah, I'll be looking forward to it. Uh, by the way, this is better than, than Browns Jets. So thank you, fellas. You only, oh, you only prevented me from watching the first preseason game.
5: <laughs> Of course. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. This is way better.
2: Watching
1: threes, the threes put them out there. <laughs> oh, <man>. oh good, <laughs> good man! All
0: right, let's get to the sponsor before we get up out of here, man. Shout out to the good people in homage, as always. Um, today, they special is. Oh, I'm sorry,
1: you're you doing, doing
0: with that. the chat, you <laughs> always be doing that anyway. Uh, <laughs> I don't be paying attention. The 25 top. But the $25 pop culture t shirts going on. Um, you know, schools right around the corner, you got that special going on. So you got your little pop culture going on. You got the MTV, um, MTV shirts, you got your uh old school logos with your sports teams, all the other stuff. Um, and the South Park. I see they got South Park on here too. So they got that going on. And speaking of the Jets Browns game, um homage yeah. to, homage is affiliated with the Cleveland Browns in a way, so you got the 99 dollar Homage starter jacket, if you're a Browns fan. So, there's that. Got the Pro Football Hall of Fame collection. Um, They just announced the class. Um, They did that pregame, whatever. So, you got those shirts of the guys that are going to be in the Hall of Fame this year. Um, Did we get any chicks in? Um, What I'm seeing is they're trying to get Otis Taylor in for the senior.
1: Man, come on and get Otis Taylor in, man. Come on, man. We
0: We got one, Revis they working on it. Oh, oh, yeah,
1: we got Daryl Revis, the island. <laughs> oh, God. Man. <laughs> nah, man, get Otis Taylor in there, man. He shouldn't have to die to get in, man. Y'all waited too long on Buck O'Neill and he passed away before y'all can put him in. Get, man, get Otis Taylor in there, man. Come on. It's yeah. time, bro. Amen.
0: All right, and then uh, we got the NFL Big Helmet Collection. that's, that's That came back, so you got that. Um, and then also you got the logo collection, too. Uh, homage got some stuff coming out, man. So go and copy some gear and pay homage. Yeah, homage.
1: Chiefs legend, Darrell Reapers. <laughs> Chiefs legend. Man, all he had to do was swipe the ball down. He didn't hit the ball back to Mariota, man. Forget Reapers. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. So,
0: with that being said, <laughs> don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share all your social media platforms. to the next. Until so the next episode, we out of here.
1: Peace. Peace. Make the great. <laughs>